Hi folks, and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Connor McCann, and joining me are... Lee Maxwell. And not Nigel Lamont. Not again. Nigel Lamont, once again. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Clark is back in the hot seat. Hello. So Nigel has abandoned us once again. Fucking sick note. Yeah. Three sick notes and holidays, I don't know. Holidays to Spain, holidays to New York, you know, it's... The jet-setting lifestyle. It is indeed. Him, Musk. <laughs> I'm suspecting he has worked out how to monetize a podcast and has kept it and from hasn't us. told us. Yes, that must be it. Because I certainly haven't worked it out. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, folks, it's our Halloween episode. Lee will regale us of tales. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> uh, some spooky tales, obviously car related. Um, we have news to get through. Listener questions, as always. But first, guys, what's new with you? Well. We've done a bit of welding this week, Connor. We did indeed. We the, done some welding. The AKA royal way. You welded. <laughs> well, you did all the cutting. It's a good team. Yeah. Well, that's like I can make a patch like a boss, but don't ask me to burn it in. It's that's not it. going to happen. So So the, the Cleo track car project rolls on. Yeah, thankfully. Um, it'll maybe get away off the paint this week if I can get the last of it sort of buttoned up and done and dusted. And It didn't go without incident. No. For well, even like for a car that has clearly had not much love over the years, like you bought it as a project car. Uh, yeah. Um surprisingly little welding to do. Sills, that's pretty much it. Yeah, bottoms of sills and inner sills were bad and that that's it. The like, rest of it's alright. Yeah. I mean it's had a bit of a wee shunt in the front passenger corner, but Trust me, as a track car, it's gonna have another shunt, I would say. Probably will, unfortunately, but sure it is what it is. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. So apart from that, that's really been the height of my so inner sills you made yourself, and then the outer sills was two repair panels got for it then? Yeah, yeah, we uh, our repair panels back middle of September, and they came, and that was all good. And uh, top tip, when you do order parts for your car, check to make sure that they are, that they do fit the car. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was an incident. Can I just say as well, you were very impressed with the fit at the start. I was like, yeah, no, no, like, so we're done the driver's side first, got it cut out, got everything well, sorted out, set the panel up, left it ready. Like, do you know what? That fits perfect. These are pattern parts. Sometimes they just don't fit that well. Set it up, looks good. Get her welded. You would have swore that was a rental part. You know, it was actually, it was so good. It was perfect. It was actually perfect. And then I went round to the other side. And I goes, well, if that's that side done, I know exactly what I'm doing this side. Great. This will take 20 minutes to cut and trim this down, get ready to go. Set it on, went. This is completely fucking different. We telling you about this, Lee? Yeah. So it was quite funny because Jake had come around at this point. And he was giving us a hand to line it up and stuff. So Jake was holding it at one end, you at the other end, Stefan. And I was kind of eyeballing all like the marker points, like swage lines and stuff. Yeah. And he was looking, going, all the swage lines are right, but they're in the wrong place. Yeah. It's like the thing should be like a foot longer on one side. Yeah, the return that goes up in under the door, into the flat part of the door of the sill, it was about eight inches further back than what it was yeah. on the thing. And then there's like a wee weird notch at the back of the sill where it meets the rear arch. And I was sort of standing like that going... But it's nearly, like, it's nearly there. Like, it's, unless it's the worst fitting part in the world. And we sort of said, a lot of those parts do fit badly, as you said. Yeah. And then what I had said to you yesterday was take as little of the original metal out mm-hmm. and put as little of the repair panel in. So you yeah. keep kind of the original metal there. So we worked out that what we were going to cut out of it was fine. It you was, know, It was going to work. We need to finesse it. Yeah, but it's all right. Fettle like it, with the grinder and it would work, with it would work okay. 
So I marked it up and got it all. And as I was standing, I was just running the grinder through the sticker. That's all. Anyways, oh, this is for Mark 1 play of great. <laughs> and yours is a Mark 2? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was yes. like, well, we're at, that, we're at the point of no return now. The grinder's already sawed its way through half of it. So I may as well just keep her lit. Keep her lit. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of butchery, but sure it is. <laughs> I'm actually surprised at how close of a fit it is. It's like it went from being, holy shit, this panel is so bad. So when mm-hmm. you realized that it was for a different car, you went, well, this bottle's not that bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it could always been worse. You know, if you were going to pick a sill to, from a different car to fit to that car, like, it was pretty yeah. close. And I waited for three or four weeks for, this, for them to come from, like, Belgium. So I wasn't going to wait another three or four weeks. I was no. like, we can make this work. Uh, it'll, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> and the side skirts go over it and it's all good? Oh, it's fine. Uh, the, yeah. Big plastic side skirts over it. You'll never see it. Sweet. Everybody remind me of it. But you'll never see it. Yeah. Nobody will ever see it. We also missed a trick. Because on the last time you were on, you talked about the Secret Santa gift that you got Lee, which was the welding death mask covered in mirrors. Yes. I should have been using that yesterday. I'm you glad, should, I'm yeah. glad you weren't. Yeah. Because I got roasted and everyone else should have got roasted. <laughs> Join me in the suffering. Yeah. Well, That's well good. I'm going to hide that today before we go back till tomorrow. <laughs> it's sitting to my right. Let's <laughs> smash it. So uh, what's next for the Cleo then? Uh, paint. Um, hopefully this week get it buttoned up, buttoned up, and maybe get dropped off towards the end of the week with with the painter. I need to go there, drop the clay off, and then lift the Jetta, nice. which isn't painted, but it's it went away for a wee holiday with the with the, it went to painter's jail. Painter's jail. Yep. The, it's now in remand. Yeah, that's it's got uh, parole. We'll say nothing. It's got parole. <laughs> uh, what about you, Lee? Not an awful lot car wise, but we have done a few events yeah we've been out and about over the last couple of weeks so i guess you and i kind of have shared news we usually do we're getting married Hi, <laughs> 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 we're all having a day out i was Great. gonna say we come as a package but i didn't want to make that joke <laughs> um tully roan yes was one of those oh but the oval it was that for the drifting and it was great crack not as cold as usual. That place is usually a cold hole. It really is. And I went as usual because I'm a girl guide and I'm always prepared in my ski suit with my two bottles of wine. Well, only one bottle of wine actually this time and a few bottles of Magners. And uh, it wasn't that cold. No, it really wasn't. It's like it's for someone you expect to be freezing. I actually wrapped up really well and then regretted it when I was there. Mm-hmm. And we walked down the road down into the place and it was like you know, like prickly heat you get and when you're too warm you're yeah. like that's the way I was on a night totally renewable you wore your thermal wellies which is the thermal wellies uh, wore my work trousers with my tracksuit bottoms on under it and a big hoodie most of which I stripped off what I could what I legally could at the track <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't start with the boxers woo <laughs> 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 it's swimwear I'll have you know you can't oh. arrest me um, yeah Great night though. Um, it was tr- track was wet. Um, actually, I'd sent a few videos to Danny Mercado, and he, he was able to tell even from the videos, he was like, "That track looks so wet." It was like, "Yeah, it was," mm. and it didn't dry out at all. No, I thought once it got into like maybe the top eight, it would start to dry, but no, it, it really didn't. Um, didn't rain though. It didn't, it didn't rain, rain we the whole there, time we were there, but, but it had been raining. It didn't dry either. It made it a lot easier for see the likes of the lower par cars. Yeah. They had a lot more of an advantage with the big power cars, couldn't get the power down. Although, um, Dwayne McKeever, did I, we tell you this about this clutch? No, I haven't heard anything about this so, the whole event. Absolutely impressive move. <coughs> Blue's clutch going out, 
and then mm-hmm. decided to run anyway and won that battle. And then I don't know if they swapped the clots out or he just continued, just kind of taking it easy on it and won the whole event on With a blown no clutch. That's, that's <laughs> very, very impressive. impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, who else was that? At? Tomas Cowley. Up against uh, Darren McNamara. Yeah. Was too, like, young and old, you know. Yeah. So good to see S13 versus D-Mac S14. couldn't put that part down. That was the problem, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was the same with Stephen Hafferty was there as well in the, the E36 turn. What did D-Mac have? S14. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. that's a really, really nice car. Yeah. That's funny because it's his signature, like the big wing kind of thing, you know, versus all the rest of the cars. It's not the one that's on the walk around. It was, yeah, yeah okay, the okay. S14 from that video. Where he kicked over a bottle of beer and was very angry. But he was very angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely great night. What else did we do? Went to F1 night with a bunch of ones. We for, did. To watch the, the Texas Grand Prix. Had a lot of food. You had a we few did. drinks. Yes. I did not because I was driving. Um, a great night all around. It was. Loads of tasty barbecued meats and smoked meats. And Hard to beat. Yeah. Also, we forgot to mention on the last one, just before we came to record with Nigel, we had been at the NIJDM Legends meet. Did we not talk about that? We did, but you didn't mention that you bumped into the guy. I didn't. Who had your engine built? Who had my engine from the Jetta. So. Um, <clears throat> it turns out I knew. I feel like, I said this to you at the time, I feel like I knew that that fellow used to have my engine. And I don't know how I knew that. Do you know this, Stefan? No. So there's a guy who was on RMS and he had like an f- Italian name. The Steel Blue Mark III. I bought Connor's Mark III exhaust off him about uh, 10 years ago. Anthony Pandolfi. Pandolfi. That's that was his name. the guy who had Lee's engine built for the Jetta. And, oh, really? And that engine is the engine that was in the Mark III. We were seeing at Castlewell all those years ago. Right, okay. Which is a very small world. It's a very small world. Yeah, so he was chatting to us and yeah. uh, it was cool. The yeah. usual thing happened that used to happen with your Vento back in the day. And someone comes up to ask about the car and came to me. Yeah. Even though Lee was at the business end of the engine, describing it to, to Mark King that time. Yeah. And yeah. he came over and he says, oh, what does that car go like? And I knew when you knew someone's asking a, a, a strange a kind of question. pointed question. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, it goes well now that it's been set up properly. And he, was, he says, oh, I had that engine built. And I was like, oh, happy days. So I was able to ask him, like, anything that we were suspect on like a bit you know like the overbore and things like that on so was yeah. it a 2.1 and it turns out yeah it is yeah um so he divulged a lot of information said that he was able to say that it was a real torquey car which it is mm-hmm. and that there was so little miles on it that he put very little on it and then anthony put very little on it as well uh did anthony have it not with like a 1400 in it hmm? that steel blue oh you mean anthony that you bought the channel the uh, yes. oh yeah. okay the guy that that used to own the Steely Blue Mark Three. That uh-huh. was the one who had the engine. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, and no, then no, no, he no, sold he, it down three. No, he bought it off Jetta. another guy called Anthony. The the Mark Three. Yeah. So the Mark Three came as a one point four. Uh huh. It then got the two point one. Uh huh. So the the guy that that originally had that it had it in our plates with a one point four on it. Oh right. He sold it to Anthony Pandolfi. Who then swapped it? Who then put the two and then sold it? Sold that engine to another Anthony. My Anthony. <laughs> who yep. you bought the jet off? So this there you go. Very incestuous with the Anthony's. Yep. Well, I'm Darren. This should be allowed. Orlando's a very it is reg- a very yeah. regular name. <laughs> it's common here. But I thought it was quite cool to get catching up with somebody like yeah, that definitely. and be able to divulge a bit of information. So uh, you know yourself, it's like when you buy something, you can't unless you can prove it, you take everything with a pinch of salt, kind of thing. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else have we been up to? Started your 
gearbox work very very loosely shall i say mm. starting to wash it down you come around the other night Stefan, and i was standing with a power washer i was wondering what the hell you were doing yeah a power washer and a can of engine cleaner or oven cleaner which mr. was engine cleaner mr muscle yeah so anybody who hasn't used it before oven cleaner is quite the degreaser you've been a fan of that for years lee yeah um cheap oven cleaner spread over the gearbox which was gunky as hell and two goes and it's pretty much stripped needs a few bits and around the back of the drive shaft cups yeah. and CV greases the yeah it's hard to, like as good as the oven cleaner is it's hard to shift it without scraping or scrubbing yeah. it by I haven't something. agitated it at all I just spread it on let it sit for 15 minutes and letting fir- it dwell letting it dwell the first time I just hosed it off and then the second time I pressure washed it off I would say another go with a brush and pressure washer will see it clean which is absolutely great yeah and it's effortless you know i know it's three goes but i mean it's half an hour each time to pull it out spray it down try not to get the overspray of it in your mouth when it <laughs> blows towards you because <laughs> it burns your throat apparently citrusy um, though nice. citrusy i believe the ingredient in it is called lye and then lye and then when i googled it i was like oh don't get that's that poisonous in. yes exactly yeah. so nice great for your ovens yeah not great for your throat <laughs> um yeah so that's that's coming on well we did mess a gearbox it was the Irish Chris that pointed us in the direction I was locally so mad of a, about that. a TDI gearbox, and it went. We actually went south rather than us getting it. We were the second one to get to it, kind of thing. Yeah, so Yep. So uh, we need to source a TDI fifth gear for that. But if we, well, it's a box or a gear or dark side actually sell. Yeah, you can buy them. You can buy them just out of Volkswagen. Yeah. Oh, can you? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that later. Problem solved. Aha. Uh-huh. There we go. Probably <laughs> cheaper than dark side as well, too. Probably. I like that. Um, about a TPS account. I mean, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that's as much as we've been up to, isn't it? We we can't even talk about this week's F one because we haven't watched it yet. We'll be watching it in a few hours, but four hours. Yeah, uh, a few callbacks as well. Then um, we had Jimmy Hill has got married. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. And uh, the most important part of it, though, is involving the money. I, th- I thought you were going to say Connor Old in his suit. Oh, Connor Old in his no, suit looking the well, of, as the always. The never been seen. But uh, yeah, Jimmy had the mini at the wedding, which was great to see. But more importantly, he had it on the cover of Mini Mag. Oh, did he? He yes. did, yeah. Oh, very good. So it's great to see. Very good. Ross Delaney had shot that from a while back in the med cover, which was absolutely brilliant. Right. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, then we got a message during the week as well there from Connor Madden. He had actually seen another Mars Red Mark One Jetta on the road and sent it through. And I looked at it, I was like, that's Cal Colin, another listener. So it was like some listener on listener action. Hard to beat. Um, Is this like when Mark always gets confused for Nigel in the Corrado? Pretty much, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. Uh, and then another one as well was Gary Heasley got himself a badge for his Evo project. And that he got it through that um, Renew York crowd who yeah. Nigel had put him on to. So it looks really good. They mm. do some, have you seen the stuff they do? All the custom badges? Uh, no, I haven't, no. So they can make them look like OEM badges, but they can say whatever you want. You know, so if you wanted like oh. VR6 Turbo or VR6T or all in the style of an original one. And is that, well, that's obviously for any Any mark? car, Ooh, any you want, yeah. So probably come in handy for your And can they do things. like a chrome finish, like a standard yep. badge? Ooh. Yeah. Handy to know. Handy to know. Pretty sure you can still buy Renault Sport badges, like, so wouldn't Maybe be worried about that. Anyway. Yeah. You can, but if you price them, like. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I've learned from you building this Cleo is Renault are absolute thieves. Shysters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So I think I think front and back badges for the Cleo, like the front badge is forty five quid. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think the back badges are gonna be probably that again each. And then the buy there's a wee rental sport badge about this about two inches long. Uh-huh. It's about sixty quid. Nice. And then there's the two the big badges that go in the bottom of the the net, bullets. The B pillar. Oh wings. yeah. Uh, it's a track car, remember? It's okay. It's a track car. They don't need oh, badges. Want to be nice. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna build this thing and then never drive. I'll never, I'll never see a track. Hence why it's going to painter. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's us then. Will we move on to the news? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to start? Oh, no, hang on. I want to. I have a call back. Go for it. Which is that DB on the key and Vaggie Yes. Are in the two shows that were on this year are in Retro Classics magazine. They are indeed. Oh, which is good. awesome. Very good. And I bought it in my usual uh, broom hedge, where I buy all my magazines in, mm-hmm. from the broom hedge library, <laughs> aka the petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that the Midland show had been in the, the previous, previous one. one, and I was really trying to get a copy of it. It only comes out quarterly, right? Um, but I couldn't get it anywhere. And uh, I really wanted it. So then when I saw the new one, I was like, oh, I'll grab that. And then it turns out there was another couple of shows in it. So that was good. Three hour shows and two magazines. Yeah. Pretty good. Very good. Uh, news then. Who wants to go first? You go first because you probably have the most. I'll go first. <coughs> well, we all know we're uh, no stranger to food in this podcast. Whether Stefan's here or Nigel's here, we all like our food. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Eddie Rockets, the Irish fast food chain where you can sit in. It's like a American diner style for those who don't know it. Um, are now, now stocking Volkswagen parts in the form of part number 199-398-500A, which is a 49-year-old part in the form of their sausages. Mm-hmm. I hope the sausages yes. aren't 49 years old, I will say, but I believe that... I don't think they'll last that long. No. I think they'll go out of stock very quickly if they didn't start keep replenishing. Yes. So uh, this was something I'd seen online. I thought it was really weird, where Eddie Rockets have joined up with Volkswagen to do an offer on their currywurst meal, mm-hmm. which is obviously the sausages, like a spicy kind of ketchup, and then the like curry powder dusting over it with the chips. Yeah. Um, and of course, we had to avail of this and sample it for the listeners. It's good. It is good. And it's free. I mean, it was weird because nothing's ever free. No. You know that thing? It's like you always know there's some sort of catch. Yeah. So we walked into Eddie Rockets. Sat down a bit sheepishly, no signs for this offer anywhere. And the offer was literally just show your Volkswagen keys and you will get free food. Yeah. So we oh. asked the waitress. Well, we also looked at the menu and this isn't even on the menu. Yeah, there's nothing on it. So so we asked the waitress and she mumbled something about it and kind of walked away. And we went, well, she knows something, so that's a good start. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, I think he's maybe the franchisee or something, come over and... Could be- manager or possibly yeah he didn't, didn't seem that happy no, when he didn't he really did. when we were ordering free food so to make things up to him we ordered another meal with it as well yeah yeah so i as imagined when you went in for your free meal it was going to be enough to fill a small saucer but it turned out to be actually a full-size meal yeah so we ended well, up with two full-size meals and guess what we did at well you had all of it i had oh, most yeah, of it i actually thought i was going to die at one I point had one meal <laughs> and i was stuffed yeah so uh, so if you want to avail of this, folks, it's still, even when this is out, it's... Uh, and what did we do after? We went for ice cream. Went for ice cream. <laughs> you don't have to be greedy pigs like us, but if you want to be, it's on till the 6th of November. So that's another week or so after this comes out, which gives you a bit of time to get into it. 
Mm-hmm. There is Eddie Rockets. You have in the north. You have Belfast, Lisburn, Mary. Yeah, maybe three now. Don't think there's any up around the northwest running or over in Tyrone, but they're all dotted all over the south as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, free food, hard yep. to beat. I just wanted to do it because I've been trying to get those sauces to try them for a long time, and yeah. you can't get them shipped. Yeah, and the dealers won't bring them in, even though it's a part number, because I've asked. And well, you could get them; they could be green by the time they get here. If also it's true. Two and weeks. It, in typical parts fashion, they'll probably turn up the wrong thing. You get like a wishbone bush or something. Uh, yep. I feel that. like they're that type of Frankfurter vacuum sealed kind of thing. They'll probably outlast all of us. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> didn't, they didn't outlast Steph and I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> There'll be a nuclear holocaust and all that'll be left will be the cockroaches and those. They're tasty though. As long as you're sauce to go over, all right. Exactly. The curry wash will be happy enough. <laughs> it's one of those weird facts, isn't it? Like it's been on QI. Volkswagen are like the biggest sausage producer in the world. Yeah. It's actually their biggest selling, well, yeah. or their biggest produced part as well, because they use it for feeding their factory workers. Yeah. They changed, mm. I think, years ago, they tried to change the recipe for the currywurst. Yeah. And they went on strike. Oh, they went nuts over it? Like, they yeah. went, nope, we're not having this, more or less just strike, Friday, that's it. Don't mess with a man's food. Correct. Or a woman's food. Or a woman's food. Not that Lee eats it. No, I'm afraid I absolutely would not. Civilized. <laughs> it's like the Lego is the biggest tire maker in the world or That's something right, as yeah. well. It's another one of those weird facts. Um, <laughs> I'll go again here with a quick one because I think I have quite a lot of news, so mm. I'll dot it through. Um, yourselves there, the everlasting rivalry, DeWalt versus Milwaukee. Yes. 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 So there was a, a big tool, and power tool expo there and over in the States the other week, mm-hmm. uh, a massively titled Equipment Expo 2022. You can imagine what's at that. Does what it says on the tin. Exactly. Uh, DeWalt were there with their garden equipment and had a battery-powered, like, uh, zero-turn ride-on mower, like, with a, some sort of, like, next development battery on it. Yeah. Burst into flames. Of course it did. On the stand. Of course it did. Oh, dear. In front of everyone there. The you press. Know, <laughs> didn't see any Milwaukee fires, I have to say, now, Lee, but... You know no, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan's quiet. I shall reserve my comments. <laughs> but of all places for uh, it to happen. You at know. least my tools could use, eh? What? Yeah. My girlfriend has better tools than you. <laughs> 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 I didn't think that was quite funny, and I thought, well, I'll have to get this slipped in while Stefan's on. Thanks, Will. I like it. Yep. Cheers. Anyone else, anything? Um, I have one. It's one of my favorite subjects, as you know. Climate change. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, climate change activists have had a busy summer um, protesting all over Europe um, in various forms about, yeah, you know, climate change, mostly going after big oil and car manufacturers and this big kind car. of thing. But, uh, you know, generally wreaking havoc and causing chaos on the roads and throwing tomato soup at paintings and galleries i've no idea why don't ask I've, i don't know yeah for people trying to save things they're hell-bent and destroying things as well um they were at the formula one when it was at silverstone that was actually well covered up mm, or well not covered up but not they massively get, reported yeah, upon they didn't give them any public or publicity over which was good yeah but t- that was mostly to, to demonstrate the point that you know, these processes are kind of commonplace. So there's like a kind of standard operating procedure where if you're disrupted by these things, you call the police, the police come, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but not so when these climate change people decided to stage a protest at Autostadt in the Wolfsburg complex. Yeah. So, <laughs> I can't remember how many of them there were, but let's say 10 of them uh, glued themselves to the floor in the Porsche Museum. And But instead of calling the police immediately, the staff said they recognised their right to protest, left them alone, offered them food and stuff throughout the day, just let them sit, do whatever... And at the end of the night, turned off the lights, turned off the heat and went home. As Left you do. There. <laughs> well, as the old saying goes, the dildo of consequence rarely arrives lubed. You know, you have to, you can protest away, but you know what's going to happen. Uh, uh, yeah. They did rarely, complain. Rarely, rarely, rarely arrives, arrives lubed. Not never. But... Yeah, they did complain that they weren't uh, they weren't left bowls to urinate and defecate in. Yes, I believe they said they weren't left bowls so they could urinate and defecate in a decent manner. Now, I can't picture anyone with their hand glued to the floor shitting in a bowl and describing that as that's a decent manner. No, 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 definitely not. They didn't think it through, did they? Definitely not. No. Get the old shiwi on. Do you want to tell you that's probably the best way to deal with them? Just right. That's you. You can sit there. Yep. No that's problem. Right. You just work yep. away. Tear, tear on. Let tear the security on. dogs out. Didn't they take over the Dartford Bridge or something in England as yeah. well? And M twenty five and pretty much shut it down completely. Right. I would just. We'll just send lorries through. The, the truck pace. Nothing but lorries through. And if they do fall, well, sure. Stefan's coming in the truck pace. <laughs> the truck pace. Yep. <laughs> I know, but imagine having the audacity to complain after you've gone yeah. in and glued yourself to the floor. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen plenty of videos of them like just sitting down in the middle of like a main road in London, and yeah. then people trailing them out of the road and, and they're like, "Ooh, see that video? That. One of the guys at work sent me that video, and he was laughing about it the other day. And when he sent it to me, because I was so angry, there's a part where the there's an old guy sitting in the middle of the road, and someone like lifts him by the backpack and like drags him away yeah and he shuffles back into the road and i was like see the first time he shuffled back in the road i would kick him off the road <laughs> so angry <laughs> so some woman she she either lost her license or i know she definitely went to court in that same scenario there yeah where she was trying to get by and they were sitting in the road and she like r- literally rolled up and nudged them with the front of the the bumper to get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you could see it in the video. It wasn't like she rammed into them. She yeah. was crawling pace and like trying to obviously thinking, well, they'll move out of the way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She got done for that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There's, there was a, a thing. I can't remember what it was. I was watching YouTube. This guy that that's that stopped like lorries coming out of like a, a yard um, and that like tried to like put signs in the front of a couple of these lorries that were trying to get out of a yard. This transport manager came out of the office and he like grabbed the sign whatever way he, like grabbed the sign and threw it behind him it uh-huh. like flew off and hit someone in the leg uh-huh. and he got done for assault just for well. but he like like threw it just threw it like over his shoulder almost you imagine if you want to get done for assault you would do it right oh well you'd bat them to death yeah well not to death but you know that would be more than assault you'd put them in the hospital anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah imagine how do they release themselves when they glue themselves I don't know because that's about to be sore. Leave, I did see the, a few. Was leave it, a layer of skin. Was it the French police like rugby tackled a few of them and like literally tore, tore the yeah yeah <clears throat> terrible again the dildo of consequence. <laughs> that's what happens, folks. Think your actions through. Yeah. Just a short one again. Our good friends DB Dailies have announced DB and the Key quite early this year. Um, it's on the thirtieth of April. 
in Wexford Town. Okay, that'll be good. So yeah, that's a, maybe about two months earlier than it has been this past few years. It's usually mm. what, around June time kind of thing. I think so. So that should work out nicely for us when we get down to it. Yeah. So check out DB Dailies on Instagram. It's actually they have a post up there and probably on Facebook as well. You can see that, folks, and stick it in the calendar. Stefan, you're poised here. Have you got one? I do. Ooh. I do. Go for it. Ferrari. Known for making ugly cars. Not and they make some beautiful things. They have decided they're going to go back into some endurance racing. Okay. They're, they're planning to try and win the Le Mans. Right? Look at this. Now, you can put this on Instagram for people. Look at that. Isn't that a gorgeous piece of equipment? That is cool. Yeah. The, not usually my sort of thing, but that is cool. Yeah. This is the Ferrari 944P. Um, is that based on a road car? No. This, no. I well, that's going to be so. evil looking. Uh, oh, sorry. Derived from the from the 296 GT3. I have no idea what that is. Well, we'll look it up later. But uh, but yeah, it's it's an absolutely impressive piece of equipment. Basically, it's... Uh, it's it's brandishing the number 50, which is the 50 years since the last one of Le Mans. It could uh, be 50 years from the last one F1 as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting up there, like. But yeah, no, this thing's absolutely it's gorgeous. It's a dreamboat, one might say. A dreamboat. I'd love to take it for a rip now. Yeah, those some of those Le Mans cars are absolutely insane. Like, back in the day, Mercedes, what, was it the CLK? Yes. The one thing was seriously cool. Is it the road gun version of that? Yeah. Oh. We that's, seen one when we were in the, France. That's the bucket list car, like. Yep. That's in black. Oh, amazing stuff. Joe Biden. <laughs> the man, the myth, legend. This will definitely not be divisive now. Well, I don't think it will be. The man, the myth, the man, the myth, the man, the myth, because I forgot where he is. Shout out John Hanna. Um, apparently a bit of a car guy. I didn't know this. Right. Um, he appeared on Jay Leno's car show this week and did a drag race in his 1967 Corvette. Right. Racing against um, a 2015 C7 Corvette, driven by Michael Powell, who I think it says here is the son of the late Colin Powell. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, Leno lost the drag race, as you might expect, putting a 2015 Corvette up against a 1967. Ah, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all in good fun. Um, it says you can see I haven't watched the video I, I do want to watch it um, that he is handily beaten which you would expect but it's maybe closer than it should have been which they possibly thought he was letting him have a wee bit oh, really? just to make right. it not look as bad <laughs> the, uh, it's a pity he wouldn't rein in the EPA a bit on that RPM act Aye. step in there Joe and be like here well I like cars calm down boys yeah so it's I just thought happen. it was funny uh, like, it's just a random the president one, like... just Doing a drag race in a Corvette. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's just every American culture, like in yeah. American graffiti. Um, Pour one out, folks, for a dead friend. <laughs> R.I.P. the Fiesta. What? The Ooh. Fiesta is going. Did you guys not hear this? I think I actually I did, did. So as of the middle of 2023, they reckon the Fiesta will be titty bread, as they say locally, after 45 years. What are young 17 year olds gonna drive now this was the big debate so the reason ford have said they're getting rid of it is because it's not selling well which i feel to believe now that they haven't given it much of a chance because they said it hasn't been in the top 10 sellers you know in that category for like super mini say since right so you'd imagine you know oh since like 2014 you know all mm-hmm. those years ago no since 2021 
Oh God. So they've given it a whole year that it hasn't been in a top 10 list. Jesus Christ. So to okay. me, it screams that they've wanted to do this and mm. focus their areas on, say, the focus, um, <laughs> which I think will go as well. This, to me, screams forward or moving commercial, you know, because they're, they're purring everything down. They're going bigger. Like, the, they're pushing towards the Puma, you know, that's going to be those crossover type. Puma pants. Puma pants, indeed. I <laughs> know uh, Puma pants when I've seen this, because as Stefan <laughs> says, like, you know, yeah. what are the young guys going to pull all the young girls in? Um, a Puma. A Puma. A Cougar. So, that's, a, that's not a young girl. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I set them up and you knock them out of the park. <laughs> <like, laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they reckon that the courses outselling it. Now, like, I had this conversation at work. Most of our apprentices have owned or do own these that are new or almost new. Yeah. They're, they're recent cars. Yeah. You My granny has one. Your granny has one. Like, yeah. that's how common they are. I have a cousin that's an ST. Yeah. And he's 21. Your granny's an ST. ST line. ST line. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, they're everywhere. So I don't get it, but it's, I think it's all part of Ford's plan. They're just kind of. Doing away, kind of thing. Doing away with cars. Doing away with cars. Quite a pity because, like, as we discussed as well, Lee, back in the, the Super Mini topic way, way back last year, that, like, these were a staple part of the, especially here, you know, yeah. of the car scene for young people, especially growing up. They've moved to America this last, within the last 10 years anyway, and they seem to really embrace them because it's the novelty of this, like, one liter, three cylinder turbo, yeah. little hot hatch kind of thing. That you can tune. Yeah, because the Koenigan had it with uh, Ken Blockhead won as a rally car. Was that a one liter? I don't know if it was a one liter or not, but it was still the Fiesta. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you'd imagine it was a big thing, but seemingly not. Hmm. So RIP the Fiesta. Wouldn't you say going commercial, Ford are going to go commercial in what respect? Just bigger. Uh, vans bigger. and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Well, that, they have brought out a truck here, like a European cab over truck. Oh, have they? Yeah, yeah. We, we haven't got it yet, but it's all in Europe. Uh, and w- will we get it here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, interesting. What's it like? Is it nice? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not a Volvo. I was going to say it's no Volvo, so you're the wrong man to ask, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so we did find that interesting. So yeah. that could be the demise. Mm. wonder will the Corsa go the same way? Can't see it, to be honest with you, because that's just... I had to say the same about the Fiesta. Well, well, that's, just, that's just blown a market open for... The others? The others, yeah. Yeah, because like, there was people saying as well about, oh, the Polo's taking it, you know, and people are driving Polo's and stuff. Polo's are expensive compared to Fiesta. Yeah. You know, there's and a big difference, and there always was. You could say an up, but an up's a lot smaller than a Fiesta too. I don't think an up has the cool factor that a Fiesta has for young kids either. No. Uh, maybe if you're like a Volkswagen kid, but yeah. general young ones, like you don't see as many ups on the road as you do Fiestas especially. Yeah. So that's Nigel's youth destroyed. His first yeah. car was a Mark II Fiesta. <laughs> so, there we go. My last news is uh, slightly on the spooky Halloween theme. I do like spooky. Which is that some people think that their Tesla can see ghosts. Right. So it's kind of been viral recently on TikTok, which I didn't know because I'm not on TikTok. Because <laughs> I'm too old. You're not a pedophile? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, on the infotainment screen or like your nav screen when you're driving along obviously it shows you like any kind of nav system a map with the road and a little cartoon of the car driving along and then various things pop up on the sides when things come along yeah i think the tesla actually shows you cars around you as well doesn't it? cars and people yeah right so it 
when there's a pedestrian or somebody nearby it comes up on the screen it looks a little bit like the little street view character a little gray oh, kind of stick man google thing. maps kind of yeah thing. yeah uh, appears so people have been noticing when they're driving through graveyards <laughs> right that these little people figures are appearing on the map even though there's no one there mm-hmm. well that's creepy <laughs> I mean, it that's... is kind of creepy now the we need ENK to go out for a lunch run and show us some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Report back in. At, no, at night. He needs to go out at night. Why did the ghosts only come out at night? Well, I think so. I, I suppose they're sleeping during the day. Yeah. Night shift. Yeah. Graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. Um, <clears throat> it's been kind of written off as it's seeing the gravestones. Well, that's kind of what I thought. People. That kind of, right. you know, those people shaped gravestones. But, yes. <laughs> you know, who knows? It doesn't go with our narrative for Halloween, no. so we're not going with that. It's definitely ghosts. It's absolutely on fucking with you. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's just sitting there in his pantage going, "Who? How can I annoy? What can we do there? today?" Yeah, stone to bits. Did you see him going on the Twitter? No, but I've seen a lot of memes with the sink. No. <laughs> what he he turned up to the Twitter head headquarters uh-huh. carrying a kitchen sink. Right. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. That was that was the meme. I think that was actually. Yeah. What the fuck does it want? He's a fucking lunatic, <laughs> an absolute lunatic. It's one of my favorite memes. What? Let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We all know how reliable the Tesla systems are, given how many crashes and things we've seen with the the autopilot. Controversial. Mm-hmm. Well, um. Apparently, in the past, they've mistaken a washer dryer for a bus, a billboard for a stop sign. Uh, a police car for nothing. I've been in Best Buy. Those washer dryers are big, to be fair. <laughs> and sidewalks full of people for open roads. So it's possibly not beyond the realms of possibility Death that race. it's mistaking a gravestone, possibly for a person. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> the Tesla of peace. Jesus. <laughs> uh, my last bit of news then, Lee, you'll enjoy this. What's your favourite road in Ireland? The M50. Oh, we, I thought you meant my actual favourite. No, the Sorry. sarcastic favourite. Sarcastic favourite. Yes, it's definitely the M50. So, an odd case has come to light. It's gone through the courts in the south at the minute. Um, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. No, because this is absolutely ridiculous. You have more brains than this. Um, so, a Dublin woman claims she was injured by being forced to violently break on the M50. And is suing another driver for sixty thousand euros worth of damages for a non-collision for having to brake. Yes. So okay, there was no collision between Deborah Poole, who's the one making the claim, and the other vehicle. The other vehicle hit another car, like rear-ended it, and this woman, Deborah Poole, came up behind, slammed the brakes on to avoid it, and uh, claimed that it gave her a neck injury. <laughs> so. Miss mm-hmm. Poole alleges that the neg- negligent driving of Nicola Ann O'Mahony forced her to violently apply the, uh, apply the brakes of her car to avoid an accident during which Miss Poole injured her neck. So hang on. So this lady, O'Mahony, crashed. crashed. And then this woman driving behind her had to brake hard and hurt her neck. Yes. Well, I mean, don't take it up with Miss O'Mahony. Take it up with the manufacturer of the car that you're driving or because it was fit to stop you know what i'd be doing steer around it you want to get your money out of this mm-hmm. sell this information to the brake and tire company because that's some serious grip yeah 
Absolutely. So the barrister for O'Mahony said in his 29 years at the bar, he'd never come across a case where someone sued for damages for what he quoted as a non-collision road traffic accident. So uh, they had your woman pool assessed and checked her medical records and had like a full medical done. Mm -hmm. And they found that her neck had been previously injured before. And this was an existing injury. And now it's all switched to being, oh, well, it's aggravated the existing injury. Chancer. So there you go. Yes, that's what it screams up to me. Chancer. The worrying thing about that is if that if she does get a claim for that, that sets the president going forward for that kind of thing to be awarded again. Would you agree with that, Lee? Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Now, it is going through the courts at the minute, and I think it's to come back in next month. So I will keep an eye on that because that's something that affects literally every road user. And it's absolutely ridiculous that some woman is claiming for that that's something that it's wild it's yeah absolutely wild god forbid you should apply the brakes how dare you break the other thing is did she leave enough distance well to break safely clearly not yeah if you have to and what she quoted as violently violently apply the brakes yeah you know. as well as that that puts into something the back, if that becomes a thing that puts something in the back of your high, your mind of should i break really really hard here or and just and not, and not hit this person yeah. in case this lady behind me Hi, what's better? If you're going to hit them anyway, you may as well hit them full speed. Just keep her lit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, I don't know. The joys of driving on the roads. The world's coped, isn't it? It really is. Um, yeah, I seen that and I was like, that that can't be real. It's the sort of <laughs> thing you see, it's like April Fool's type thing, but then you're like, this is October. Yeah. So it's just fools. Fools in general. Uh, that's me out of news. Anybody else got anything else? No. Stefan, you any um, lock in the cupboard? No, well, there was one thing. There's again, you can. This is a visual. You can put this one up on Instagram too. There was a Need for Speed, a game of our youth, Connor. We uh-huh. talked about this the other night. Uh, there's a new Need for Speed game, the Hero Car for it, so Mercedes One Ninety, designed by ASAP Rocky. All right. It's so that's, has you horned. Well, it's pretty good. Like it's an Evo Two. Oh, well, nice. Yeah, designed as an Evo Two anyway. Uh, it's pretty good looking. I'll let you harken back to the youth. The youths. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Pretty good. Moving on then, YouTube folks. What have you been watching? Lee, have you watched any YouTube? I usually skip over you and then you go, I have one. I don't have a YouTube, but the new series Top Gear starting tonight, so I'm definitely going to watch that. We'll have to see right that then. That. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, Speaking of new, t- new Top Gear, I'm going to go back to old Top Gear. Uh, I was watching the Richard Hammond done a video for Drive Tribe, pretty much going for mm. Dander around his barn. You know, the way he does this workshop and the smallest uh, cog. Yeah, we talked about that way, way back mm. when it was first sort of alluded to, but I haven't seen any of it. Apparently, he has a Discovery show called The Workshop. I've never seen it. I didn't really even know it was... I, knew, I sort of thought he was going to do something TV-related. I didn't know he actually had done a series or two on it. Mm-hmm. But he's just taking a bit of a walk around. He has so much stuff. Aye. I like, would say it's a real varied collection, is it? A lot of American stuff and a lot of British stuff. Like... He's a sixty-seven Mustang. He has, he has a lot of bikes. Right. Oh, that's right. He's in the bikes. Um, and he has. He's like walking down. He just says, "And this is the empty <clears throat> carcoon where I used to keep my Porsche nine eleven turbo that I sold to buy equipment to start the smallest cog." That's right. Yeah. And he says, "I've just sort of kept this here as a bit of a sarcophagus to a reminder to it." Like pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's still in mourning over it, but uh, he's a load of stuff. Um. Uh, like, oh, where did you see that on? Just YouTube. On YouTube? On YouTube. I must check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, my first one then was actually sent in by Kane Donlan. 
and Lee and I watched a wee bit of it this morning. It's called Cannibal Cars. Have you seen this, Stephen? No. It's a guy in the South who basically finds, well, they're not barn finds, they're hedge finds, <laughs> like cars that have been abandoned on Man people's properties. And, yeah. Yep. And these cars are like, some of them look to be like half rotted away. Some of them just look like they've been lying up for 15, 20 years. Yeah. And his whole thing is to get them going. Yeah. And then when he gets them going, in the one we watched with the Mark II Golf, uh, he brings it back to his place and then goes through it like a treasure hunt nearly, like looking for like old receipts and uh, yeah. tax discs and any information on the car kind of thing. Bit of automotive archaeology. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting. It was, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Um, yeah. Your man definitely takes it out in the road after having just started it after, what would he reckon? It was like 2004, this thing. Yeah, so like yeah. nearly 20 years. Old horse flat and rotted. <laughs> Only one headlight. He is a man after moving hardest. He is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said to Lee, I was like, I wouldn't like to have stopped in that thing. No. Um, but a, really an entertaining watch. He has yeah. one on a, I think it's a K60 Corolla, one of the old like sign right. ones. Um, and I, we haven't watched it yet, but the thumbnail, there's no quarter panels on it and no boot lid. But the, but the rear panel is there, so it's just like these floating backlights. <laughs> uh, and there's an old Bedford van that's like broken mark, in half. Big black mark. There is. I'll have to go looking then. The shape after your peak. stack light, the, like the broad lights, I would call them. Ah, uh, yeah. It's one of those. Right. Um, yeah. It looks like a limo. It's a big, long thing. It's a big thing. Uh, it's probably like a W126 or 140 or something. Long wheelbase. Oh, snores. Snores. <laughs> Merc beard. Uh, but yeah, it's a really interesting channel. We'll definitely watch yeah. more of that. But it's the whole excitement of like, you kind of know he's going to get it going. Yeah. But... How does he get it going? You yeah. know, what does he try? That kind of thing. Yeah. And then the whole digging through the car, it's interesting. Yeah. Funny, you say that. I have another one here. It's very similar to uh-huh. that. It's a guy called Mad4 Motors. Right. Mad4, the number, Motors. And he does basically the same thing. He'll buy something, barn find, maybe something about crash damage that's been left. Um, And his latest video there was maybe a couple of days ago was a DC5, a Jap. Import DC5, uh-huh. um, the metallic blue color one. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It's like a half hour video, but it pretty much shows him lifting the car, bringing it in. He doesn't really do much in the way of commentary on it, but it shows him like taking it apart. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a full restoration, it's just more of a recommissioning, putting it back on the road, fixing the crash damage, and painting and, and odds and ends. So it's that pretty interesting. It, it is very interesting. It's funny. It's nice to watch. It's nice to see something like that. It almost motivates you to go back and do do something, something yourself. I like. I think you've said that about a DC five, and in my head, a DC five is a fresh car. Correct. You yeah, know, it's, I'm, it's weird. Yeah. Um, another one. Then I uh, talked before about Jimmy Oaks is doing that. Um, the K swapped A eighty six Corolla. Mm-hmm. So Nelly had actually said to me last night, "What's the latest one?" So they've got the again taking the manifold and stuff on it and. It went ITBs on it. Right. It's a serious setup. Right. It's going to be a cool car. So it's a K, rear-wheel drive, K-swap, ITBs, four brands, keeping it totally NA setup. Madness. Yeah. Man's living the dream. Like it really it? is. Yeah. Um, another one then is our friend at the rabbit hole. He had Nick Ramarchek on. Yes. We Were you with us when we watched that? Maybe. Someone was. I watched it. Yeah. It was me then. Um, Probably. <laughs> Very interesting. Our friend Nick was Brown Golf. Uh, Instagram handle is My Golf is Slow. Mm-hmm. And really interesting to see the whole home built car and walk around it and just, yeah. just a really good, enthusiastic guy. And that's the sort of people Mike likes to have on, which it seems it's yeah. a good format. 
have you another one? Uh, I was going to mention Electricana. Oh, yes. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, have you watched it? It was entertaining. <clears throat> in ways? In ways, but not in others. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a vital element missing. A lot of people had said to me at the start of the week, had I seen it? I think Raph had messaged and Dennis had messaged, and I was yeah. like, no, but I, I will watch it. It goes back to that thing that we always say about the EVs. If it, it misses something, doesn't the sound? Uh, yeah. Especially in something the old Jim Cannes did well was, that's not an engine that you're going to get on the streets. So getting to hear that thing and getting thrashed, you know, is it's yeah. part of the whole process where that you don't get with the EV. Yeah. An absolutely serious car. Like I read somewhere that that car was 13 million to build because it was a one-off car for him. Aye. Um, it's it an, looks cool. It looks brilliant. He can drive it. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. It still yeah. weirds me out, though, that he has no clutch pedal for clutch kicking or anything. He has the hydraulic handbrake. Yeah. But you imagine, like, going into slides, there's times where he would want a clutch kick where I assume he's just flooring it. Unless he has something that just cuts the motor for, like, half a second Possibly, and then yeah. hits it with that full... Direct traction kind of thing. ...jolt of power, else it, like, it maybe, like, instead of, like, the motor ramping up again, it just hits it. Somewhere uh, gives like a curse type booster. Put, puts more to the back or something. I'm not a technical person, but that's maybe what it is. The part where he's into the casino for you. Yeah, it was madness. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the shot in the film is the first take. Because the shot, they'd done the take multiple times and he says he never done it as well as he did the first time. So yeah. they just went with it. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be the health and safety guy there? And the, the guy standing at like the craps table behind him is going, woo, like I say here. And like, was he just came through the bars at them? Yeah. Madness. I've you lost control, so. Yeah. It's impressively shot. It's impressive driving. It's yeah. the car lacks something really, mm-hmm. and it's the first thing you said. Lee was like, "It just misses something." Yeah. Lee and I had a pallet like cleanser really, afterwards. Really, really fast forklift. Pretty much. Yeah. Forklift it's, certified. This this <laughs> certified. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a pallet cleanser afterwards. We watched the Audi 90 Emsa car go up and down Goodwood Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to. Turbo noises. Oh, yeah. Nice yep. flutters. Five yep. cylinders going. Yep. If you could overlay the audio from that, that would be good. If someone's out there. <laughs> someone's bound to do it. Someone can do this. Someone with. Edit the entire Letter Canna video and put an engine sound in there. It'll be fantastic. Anything. Lawnmower. Whatever. Please do. <laughs> Give us something, folks. <laughs> Streamer. Go like man. Oh, dear. Um, that was for YouTube, then. Thanks so, yeah. Lee? It's spooky time. It is. You're going to regale us with some spooky tales, I assume, Strap here. in, folks. <laughs> I'm glad you went within. Do we turn the lights off? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe for your own health, though. <laughs> it does have a dimmer switch. We could dim the lights. Dim the lights. What do you call that show where they all sat around like a campfire? Was it like Goosebumps or sh- Goosebumps? Oh, yeah. Goosebumps? Goosebumps? Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> where they like, throw like a wee like a handful of stuff in the fire. <laughs> Goosebumps is the porn party. <laughs> 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 Things oh, that go dear. bump in the night, eh? Yeah, <laughs> so, this first one is uh, more of an urban legend. And I haven't really been able to find much to verify the veracity of it, but I'll tell you it anyway because it's a good story. Go for it. So, the most evil car in America. A 1964 Dodge 330 came to be known as the most evil car in America after it allegedly killed more than a dozen people. The car was first purchased by a police unit. During the car's career as a police vehicle, three officers drove it. Each officer who drove the car ended up committing murder-suicides. 
where they killed their families and then themselves. Right? Right? It's like a dark turn. <laughs> so the eerie similarities made people wonder if the car was possessing its drivers. So all three guys that did this drove the same car? Yep. Jeez. The car's next owner, Wendy Allen, also had a spooky experience with the car. Uh, when she drove on the highway, the car would open the doors without anyone touching them and jam the steering wheel. At what point do you think to yourself wish you could rid of this car? Yeah. <laughs> car sure. When members of a local church heard about the car's reputation, they went out and vandalised the car. Of course they did. To try is. and stop it being used or uh, indeed exercise the demon. The church. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes then that some of those who vandalised the car ended up being decapitated by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> and another member was struck by lightning. As That's a bitch. <laughs> There's the consequences again. Jesus. Rarely lewd. <laughs> In 2007, a child who supposedly touched the car went on to kill his whole family. <laughs> I don't think this is a car problem. This is an America problem. There's something going on. After this tragedy, the local church members stole the car and chopped it up into small pieces, sending the pieces to separate junkyards to make sure that it could never be reassembled. As far as we know, it hasn't come back. I was going to say, you're rolling the dice there. You know, are you killing it? Or are you spreading it? What happened to the members of the church? It doesn't say. Oh. What happened to the engine in it? Did it go into a hot rod or something? Possibly. That'll be quite good. That's cool. as far as that story goes, I'm afraid. Some sort of like tea bucket with flames up the side of it? Yep. Matt Black. This next one, um, it, we know this one is a real car. Um, whether the curse is real, is, I'll leave you to decide. It all started on a day where the Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand had just avoided an attempt on his life. Riding in his graf and stiff limo, the Archduke and his wife were on their way to comfort those in hospital that had been wounded in the attempt on his life earlier in the day. But while they were on the way there, their open-air limo stalled in the street. Unfortunately, it stopped in front of a cafe where one of the field assassins coincidentally had stopped in to get a drink just post assassination kind of thing you know yeah. mama break as the bosnian anarchist walked out of the cafe he saw the archduke sitting there in his open top car and gave him a second chance to complete the job he's <laughs> like jeez i just can't get a minute here <laughs> fuck's sake um taking advantage of the car being stopped to shoot the archduke and his wife leaving them to die and tipping tensions in europe over the edge to begin world war one Without the car stalling, that assassination would never have happened, and history might have been much different. Of course, it could be attributed to a case of bad luck, but this wouldn't be the last death that happened in the car. For God's sake. They're big into recycling the old death cars, aren't they? Aren't they? The next person who owned the car was an Austrian general, who had a mental breakdown as he rode in the car through Vienna and ended his days in an asylum for the insane. After the general gave up the car... The governor of Yugoslavia took ownership of it. It would take four car accidents and the loss of his arm to convince the governor to sell the car. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have had her way before that. Ah, you would, surely I. Fair play to uh, the like. <laughs> A surgeon friend of the governor then bought the car and promptly got in a crash six months later that killed him too. I suppose he was happy enough. He was thinking of a losing arm, I can stitch it back on, but... I was going to say, was this the guy who... Took the arm off him. I, I love that. Been. What was that. It was like halfway through, right? How much do you want for this? I'll yoke. 
just thrown away. <laughs> Cost him an arm and a leg. <laughs> uh, the next owner was a German military captain who got into an accident while trying to avoid two pedestrians, and all three were killed. This is all in the same car. All in the same car. A Swiss been, racing at this, driver. At this point, you were in right shape, wouldn't you? Uh, rolled the car. As you do. Right. And then another Romanian fellow who owned it then after that, on his way to a wedding, lost control of the vehicle, resulting in the death, in the death of his five passengers and himself. No Showed, idea. Like, a, like, in what shape was this in? Well, this is what I'm coming to. That's what I imagine. So throughout the war and the 1920s, the limo was owned by 15 different people, was involved in six accidents and 13 deaths, not counting the 17 million or so people that were killed in the war that was started when the Archduke was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing's body count's big then when you think of that way. <laughs> um, the car is now on display in the War History Museum of Vienna, where it is relatively unscathed. What? I thought that thing would be like a crushed Coke can. You would imagine. So, has it been some malevolent force that has kept it in such good shape? The thing was rolled. It killed literally millions of people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a whole different twist to the old World War documentaries. Like who started World War One? This car. This thing. They're big into recycling. I like this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the next one here is a, a bit of a recycling story too. So almost everyone in the world is probably familiar with the name James Dean. Mm-hmm. A famous actor in the fifties. Not the drifter. Not the drifter. Different one. <clears throat> when wrapping up shooting of the movie Giants, Dean purchased a Porsche 550 Spider on September the 21st, 1955, in anticipation of his return to SCCA Motorsports. You'll be dead within a week if you get into that thing, Alec Guinness is reported to have said to James Dean upon seeing the brand new car that the starlet had bought. Should it do we one? <laughs> exactly seven days later, Dean and his mechanic, Rolf Witherick, were dead. The plan was to drive the car to Salinas, California for the car's introductory race to get used to the way the car handled and to break in the engine, but things didn't go as planned. On the way to the race, on the 30th of September, Dean lost control of the car, hitting another car, a Ford Tudor, at around 85 miles an hour, then going off the road and into a gully. Dean was killed instantly and his passenger was seriously injured. Whether or not the curse was present that day, it certainly came to life after the wreck. After the accident, the car was declared a total loss and made its way to a salvage yard, where another Southern California racer, William Esrich, purchased the car for parts. The engine went into a Lotus, and some suspension parts were sold to Troy Lee McHendry for use in his Porsche race car. Excuse me. Both men crashed in the very same race, and almost 11 months after Dean's death, the little bastard, as the car came to be known, (laughs) claimed another life when Troy Lee McHenry's Porsche hit the only tree on the racetrack in the very first lap of the 1956 Pomona sports car race. I'm picturing you the bit in Todd Fuzz. Yes. Where the car drives off across the field. The one tree. The one tree just drives straight (laughs) into it because the goose is in the back. Honk. The remaining parts of the car, which was basically four wheels, a mangled body and a twisted frame, were sold to George Barris, who sold two tires from the car and loaned the body to the Los Angeles chapter of the National Safety Council as a travelling display. The tires that Barris sold reportedly blew at the same time, causing another accident, 
and the body of the car fell from its display on multiple occasions, once injuring a bystander and the other killing a truck driver. There you go, Stephen. You're not safe. <laughs> After safe. a while, Barra started to put some stock into the curse and donated the car to the California Highway Patrol. They were happy to take the famous car as they had plans to use it as a display as a warning to reckless drivers. Again, the car showed that it was not pleased. <laughs> the first place the car was stored was in a garage that promptly burned down, with only the wreckage of the car left standing. Tidy. Chalking this up to bad luck, the California Highway Patrol continued to use the car, taking it to high schools as a visual aid for the dangers of reckless driving. En route to one school, the car broke loose from the truck hauling it and crashed into another vehicle, causing a fatal accident. Still undeterred, the CHP took the car to another school, where the car fell on a student, breaking their hip. <laughs> Do you think at this point the car is thinking to itself, these people don't learn? <laughs> In total, the spider fell off the trailer that carried it three times, once crushing a truck driver. Not only did it give law enforcement trouble, but it also made life difficult for criminals. Two thieves tried to steal the bloodstained seats and steering wheel from the wreck, but instead of getting memorabilia, all they got were injuries. <laughs> During the car's journey back to California in 1960, Porsche mysteriously disappeared during the trip and hasn't been seen since. So it's just gone? There's only one part remaining that is confirmed to be from James Dean's car, which is a transaxle that was found in a wooden crate in rural Massachusetts. In 2015, Sean Riley, a 47-year-old, provided a lead on the old car. Riley said that his father, a carpenter, had taken him to a job as a child where the client wanted a wrecked sports car to be hidden behind a wall. Father and son worked to hide the car. As the two worked, this wrecked car gave Riley a scar on his thumb that he carries to this day. He also claims that one of the men who wanted to hide the car was George Barris. The presence of Barris, combined with the mysterious car, fueled speculation that Riley had hi- helped to hide the little bastard car. The Volo Auto Museum had Riley take a lie detector test to verify his claims, which he passed. Right. right. So, um, that's the and story he, of that one. Could he not say where this car was? Or I don't did, know. That, did, did that was kind of where it ended. Sort of fizzles out. Mm. She's right. Um, the Volo Auto Museum no. have had a million dollar bounty out on the Porsche since 2005. From when it went missing? No, it went missing in the 60s. Oh, sorry, yeah. Hmm. So, you don't want to find it, do you? No, I wouldn't want to find it. No. <laughs> no. Just let it, let it rest. Let it go. That's it there. <clears throat> um, next one then, staying in America. And again, we, we know this is a real car. Um, it's J.F. Kennedy's presidential limousine. Uh, so his assassination obviously rocked the, na- the nation. Um, like Franz Ferdinand's car, the car that Kennedy was assassinated in began to have legends spring up around it. The Secret Service had given the Navy Blue 1961 Lincoln 74A convertible the codename SSX100. They added over 200 modifications to the vehicle, but strangely they hadn't added any bulletproof protection. There were several domes that fit over the top of the convertible, but they all made the cabin very hot without actually adding any real protection. 
It was in this Lincoln that Kennedy, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy and the Texas Governor and his wife sat in November 22, 1963 when three shots fired from the school book depository ended the President's life. The assassination wasn't the end of the car service life, however the government continued to use it for eight more years. These people don't learn. (laughs) (laughs) Officials outfitted the vehicle with bullet-resistant glass, bulletproof roof and titanium armour to make it safer for the next president, Lyndon Johnson. Johnson also had the vehicle repainted black as he worried the navy blue would be associated with the assassination. In 67, it was replaced with a new one and used for less important duties until it was retired to the Henry Ford Museum in 1978. It was at at the museum that the rumours started that the car is haunted. One common sighting was a person dressed in grey standing next to the car. Uh, The apparition is often seen in late November, around the time of the assassination, and the rumours of the haunting persist today. Do they have any clues for who it is? No? No. I wonder who... Does he have a head? Because that would narrow it down. (laughs) And the final one that I have for you is, is a little bit closer to home. And this one, again, sounds a bit like a campfire story. On a cold December night in 2002, police in Surrey, England, continued to get calls from drivers who kept seeing headlights swerving off the road along the A3 highway. Crashes are common on this stretch, but after the police rushed to the scene fearing the worst, they didn't find a crash. Instead of concluding that they had been the victims of prank calls, they searched more thoroughly and finally found a maroon Vauxhall Astra wrecked in a ditch. Inside the nose-down car that had begun to be covered with undergrowth, police found a decomposing body. The car had left the road and ended up in the ravine. But what puzzled the police was that it was obvious the crash had occurred long before that night. I was going to say, if there was a decomposing body, something's not right there. No. Due to the state of the body and the undergrowth around the car, police determined that the crash had happened five months earlier. Jeez. Meaning <laughs> that the people calling in hadn't seen the Astra veering off the road. Or had they? Legend goes that the ghost of the motorist found in the car was trying to call attention to the crash. He used the ghostly headlights to get the attention of motorists to draw them to his corpse. Instead of remaining trapped in a wrecked car forever, he could finally be laid to rest. Ooh. Yeah, that's weird that multiple people reported that. Yeah. Mm. On the same stretch. Yeah. Mm. Those things can go away. <laughs> we you turn are. the lights back on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Lee. Welcome. Um, yeah, there's some weird stories out there. There's some weird, like, who things the, you can't explain. Who in the US government said to themselves, yes, we're having the money for a new car. Yes. Hose well, that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and give her, like, a, a spare paint. black. And want, give her, like, a paint. I want no skull in that thing. None. <laughs> Take it all out. I had God. to do a Pulp Fiction. Get the... That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, get the wolf to come in. Yeah, these uh, these people really don't learn. It doesn't matter if it's in Germany or America. It seems to be the same. No. We'll just recycle that car. Like, as the next president, would you not be like, I don't want... I don't want that of, one. There's a bit of bad juju about this one yes. here. It's a bit... Mm. So what happened to the last guy, you know? Mm. <laughs> no thanks. Thank you very much, sadly. No problem. So before we move on to our questions, we'll take a second to talk about our sponsor... Studio 10 detailing? Yes, indeed. 
So, Studio 10 Detailing, located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland, are specialists in vehicle detailing ceramic coatings. They provide online training services and are a race line performance dealer. On top of all that as well, you can work with Robin. You can spec everything you want within your detail. Literally work yeah, as you have. Yeah, packages. But you can also get work done to your car as well while you're there. So, in the case of the Volkswagen stuff, race line products, he can provide the parts for you. Have them installed during the detail as well. Great yeah, because he's a qualified mechanic as well. Exactly. And same thing with Porsches and any brand in particular. If you need something done to the car, whether it's performance, light maintenance, or as I said, the detailing side of things, you can wrap it all up in one package. He also offers a service too where you can collect the car and drop it back off to you. So it's literally a one-stop shop for anything you could need. He had a GT3 RS in during the week, did you see it? I seen it, I was about to say that. Not yeah. my cup of tea, but... Such a car. Still cool, like, to have that in your... What is essentially his garage. Oh, yeah. Because that's like, we had Robin on a long time ago and he's been on a few times and he'd said, like, it doesn't matter to him whether it is your Fiestas or your Porsches or a one-off vehicle or something that's totally mass-produced. To him, it's the job at hand and that's what it gets. Yeah. But to see something like that in that you don't see very often, it's a bit like we were talking about the Fiestas earlier, you see them everywhere. And get up close on it and poke around it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's cool to see him put those pictures online you can detail it and follow the progress as it goes but for him it must be quite cool to get you know yeah into literally the depths of that car yeah so it's, it's cool to see so if that's something you'd be interested in folks check it out at studio 10 detailing on facebook and instagram that's at studio 10 yep so we'll move on to our listener questions then the weird and wonderful that are <laughs> there's quite a lot of them here so we'll see what we can get through in the allotted time that we have so uh, I don't think there's any particular order here we have of things either. So we had put out saying, basically, we actually had put up a picture of the Eddie Rockets uh, currywurst yes. for the questions yep. and uh, had asked if, what people were up to, any questions they had, winter plans, that kind of thing. So it's a mixture of all that. Um, the first one we have in here is from Ian Agnew. He says, howdy folks, another great podcast today. He had sent us one in previously. Asking this one again, still one we talk about. Which car do you think is the most interesting life cycle? For example, an E46 330D might have been bought new by a middle-aged professional, months motorway miles through his first few owners, then went depreciation, put it into the budget of a younger header with a passion for T-junctions, <laughs> and ultimately become an oval missile for your local different event, and end up cubed in T-Met. Alternatively, well, an awesome car, we were talking this late, 911 GT3 RS mm-hmm. may end up in some ultra wealthy person's collection, get driven in anger maybe a dozen times in his life, only see the odd Sunday or routine maintenance trip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very interesting life. Or a trip to the detailer. Or a trip to the detailer. Uh, it's not a very interesting life for an absolutely incredible car. So, which model would write the best book at the end of its life? Cheers, guys. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Ian. Thanks, Ian. I haven't seen Ian quite some time. Um, most interesting life, definitely the uh, the BMW between those two. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's obviously seen a lot more road miles, and well, you two both driving. Well, you don't drive professionally, but you do a lot of driving for your job. Yeah. You see a lot of shit on the roads. Oh yeah. Um, I think something similar to what he said about that BMW, my Jetta. It's like it was a base model you know kind of family car in its day yeah and was probably owned by somebody who used it for that purpose 
it was a 1300 you know yeah it was never track dead or anything like that no and then later down the line some lunatic came along and put a big engine in it and carbs and it's been through a few owners now and now it's come to me but it's interesting life cycle yeah it'll never leave no <laughs> i and it's, it. it's funny from it coming to northern ireland we can track it but from it came from scotland for what right. 35 no. years of his life you know nothing just no idea I've always wondered about like history of my cars, like who bought them new? Why did the spec it that way? Yeah, you know what has it been through? I like to see your car, Stefan. That stack light mark come out of Portugal. It was German. German was it? It was originally German. Registered was there for about ten to twelve years, and then went from that to Portugal. And from what the guy I bought it off told me was the guy that that bought it bought it in Germany, and then pretty much potted it out some potted around outside Faro in Portugal for 25 to 30 years and the only, red, the only reason the car was ever sold was because he died. Oh, fair enough, But like, yeah. he drove it every day down to the shops to get his fucking That's cool, yeah. bread and milk and back up. Which is likely a st- similar story for Lee Zeta that it did get used every day because it wasn't anything yeah. special. It was just a, a car. Yeah. Like, when your car, your car probably was quite expensive, the Merc, new. Yeah, probably, yeah. So someone bought that as a you know probably a treat to themselves say yeah. you know something to ferry the family around in yeah. then your next guy gets it when it drops into that more budget category yeah and he's just using it every day and it's not really anything special or worth anything because it's not that old at that point no and then just and then you get your hands on it at the point where it's like it's old it's desirable to you as well especially being a merc enthusiast yeah and the same with you lee with the jetta mm-hmm. um yeah it's interesting i've only ever had a few moments where like I've had cars and people come up to me and went, oh, I know some of the history of that. I remember when I bought the Mark III cab, there was a guy on RMS, after I painted it and stuff, a guy on RMS messaged me to say that it used to belong to a woman who lived in Maherfeld or Cookstown. Right. And then she worked in England for a while and she had brought it over there and had an MOT and things like that. And when you went back through the MOTs, there was both Northern Ireland and English MOTs. Ah, yeah hopefully legit ones being the <laughs> well, car that it was it, it was a standard and it was in good condition underneath there yeah. was nothing scary about it um it did seem to check out which was pretty cool yeah i but, like thinking about that kind of thing it's like we said about that video series about the car archaeology and it's interesting to, to look back at things and find wee bits of history and evidence and yeah you think I, of the shit that higher cars see <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. like to speculate no, um, they could write a book yeah, the amount of cars, is, the higher cars that you use for running drugs and things like that as well is nuts. Oh, yeah. I think that's a big thing in Florida, like higher cars getting hired and then drop back and the windows are tinted. And that's why. Right. Yeah, so the, they'll hire them, tint the windows, do a drug run, doesn't look like a higher car. Drop it back. Drop it back and the windows are tinted. Because something <laughs> happened, some guy there recently, he put up on Facebook and it kind of went semi-viral that he had uh, turboed his car. So some guy hired it off him in Turo and it yeah. came back tinted and right. someone commented like they did a smell of weed and they were like yeah it did and it was like yeah that's been used for a drug run tidy tidy <laughs> nice. interesting <laughs> would, you, would you want that like yeah no no um I think the I love like a just a normal daily driving shit box like so yep. I mean that's sad to see a Porsche that, like a 911 GT3 RS something like that that's never really like he says never seen it'll never fill its potential correct yeah there's like there are there are people that have oh yeah those like magnus walker has and will things use like it. porsche and keep going to the porsche 
and there's there's another guy I can't remember. There's he's done a couple of videos, but he has a 300 SL Gullwing, mm-hmm. and him and the wife he retired at like 50 or something, and him and the wife have done something like 300,000 miles on it. Mm. You know, it's yeah, it's that I prefer you know. to see that. Now, don't get me wrong. There is things that you you maybe want to keep miles off and not use it as much, but to let it sit and essentially dry rot well, it's not is good not for a car. No, you definitely know? not. It's not good. But yeah. no, it's definitely when I seen that question Ian had sent in, I was like, yeah, that's I've thought about that a lot. You know, it's a thinker, isn't it? It is. It's definitely a thinker. a thinker. So yes, thank you very much, Ian. Uh, next one is Mark Keane M Keno underscore. He says, "What's your favorite decade of road cars?" Mine is definitely the nineties. I'm a nineties kid. I do flip flop into the eighties slightly. Yeah, yeah. I'm eighties, eighties, nineties myself. It's the box arches of the 80s that get me. Yeah, I mean, the 80s is just... But then when you look at the cars I own, they're all 90s. Yeah. And it's kind of the... Well, mm. we're probably all... We're all the same kind of age. We were born in the 80s, but grew up in the 90s, and that's probably why I like, yeah. you know... I'd be more 80s, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, you'd have to be awkward. I would, surely. Uh, yeah, no, I'm more 80s. Like, based on what I have. Yeah. 80s. And what I've owned, 80s. What about you, Lee? 90s, I think, but I do love some of the 80s stuff too. Yeah, the 80s design's absolutely amazing. Yep. Um, who else have we got? Murray.d91. Uh, it might not fit in the text box. What advice would you give to someone wanting to get more involved to take on a project that hasn't really done the work themselves before? Start slow, yeah, start slow and make sure that you're comfortable with what you're doing and i can't believe i'm about to say this be safe well, because it's, it's fun in that yeah but it also <laughs> it's very easy to get out of depth out of your depth and get yeah. a car land on you or cut oh, your thumb off with of the grinder yeah i yes <laughs> or, i guess it depends on obviously a lot of factors so what are you two signaling to each other about? Thumbs up. I nearly cut my thumb, off. thumb off yesterday. And <laughs> so. I did it a few months ago. What, you know, what's your current level of knowledge? Like, how basic do you need to go? And then, what sort of stuff do you want to do? Um, obviously, we know YouTube is your friend for oh, many 100%. how-tos and, and learning different things, different skills. And don't be afraid to ask someone. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. even... Like, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in anything, but, I mean, don't be afraid to drop me a message and go, what do you think of this? Or do you know anybody could help with this? Or, you know, that's what the whole car community should be about, is helping each other. There's plenty of people out there who can help. Or, here's a tip. (laughs) Not so much anymore. It used to be a thing on the forums, but you could probably, it could probably translate over to the Facebook groups and stuff. Post an idea of how you're going to do something that you know is blatantly wrong. Oh, yes. And people aren't always that willing to help, but they always want to correct people. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, That's absolutely. a good. I like that tip. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. I like that. Yeah. And it's very true. Um, but you can do, I mean, go and do a course, you know, go and do a welding course, go and do a bodywork course. Lots yeah. of the techs do evening classes, night stuff. Some well, yeah, of them aren't that them. dear. You know, that's an option if there's a certain area of stuff that you want to get into. Yeah. Yeah, and you will meet other like-minded people on those courses too that are maybe in the same boat that you can share information with. Yeah. yeah. Tools. But, always, like, don't go doing an engine conversion with nothing, with no engine crane. Yeah. Goes be, out 10, but it would amaze you. 
Oh, well, a, a fence post and a bit of rope's been used before. We left it. It has there. in this very, this very garage. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't do it again. Yeah, we left it. Too old and the sensible now. Mark II with a four inch or six inch fence post and four, two boys either side of it and a seatbelt. I believe it was. It was a seatbelt. <laughs> while, while, while you lay up with uh, a broken a knee. broken knee. Yeah, had my kneecap. The yeah, that incident fell on you, but kneecap. I fucking would have been. I think the other thing is be realistic. You know, don't think to yourself, "I'm going to do a project and then decide to build a top ten show car." Yeah. You know, no. Do small things if you haven't lowered a car before. Get a set of springs. You know, even a smart move would be if it's your only car, book the next day off work. You know, in yeah, case, case something goes does wrong. go wrong, you're not stuck panicking. Yeah. You don't, leave yourself don't a bit try of and do it in work at night whenever you're not meant to. Uh, no one would ever do that, but yes, you're correct. Um, <laughs> not me, I will add. Not me. Um, there have been rumors of people who haven't done that before. Yes. And it going terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. So, Had to call two, two chaps out to sort out for him. Yes, he uh, did. He, he did, did indeed. Um, and we know that's not me because I wouldn't call anyone. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, so yeah, Declan, give us a shout if you do need a hand with something or a bit of advice or just get stuck in. Sometimes it is literally just a case of having to give something a go and mm-hmm. learn as you go. Um, next then we have cool.air.auto favourite show of the 2022 season. Here or wherever. Whatever tickles your fanny. Well. As no. the saying goes. Um, I like Roll Hard. Roll Hard was a good show we went to this year. Do you know what? I forgot about Roll Hard and it was actually a really good show. Roll Hard was a good show. It was warm. It was very warm. But it was it was a damn good show. Um, I'm going to be boring and say Alpine, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm going to say Alpine for me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's... Closer to home. We didn't get to do as many local no. shows because your Jetta decided to have the arse fall off it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to say anything that we're involved in because that's just a decade move. Although I did really enjoy Euro Treffen for my own personal reasons, which was doing the stage, which was a big old leap out of the comfort zone for me. Yeah. Um, which was fun, if not exhausting. Well, I enjoyed Deutsch Collective because it was... Something just, different? No, it was close to home. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Got to lay in. Great job. We did. Um, Clean Fest was really good this year. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Was. Yeah, Scotland, that whole trip across. You know what? It's actually it's been a really good year. Any any show we've attended has been great because mm-hmm. it's just been nice to get out. And um, people do seem generally pleased just to be out socializing with all the car people again. Yeah, you know there was very little assholes, which was <clears throat> was good to get them, but it was good to see. Yeah. AJMVW, what did you make of the electric Hannah? It sounded like a 12 volt Wally plugged into 240 volt. <laughs> <laughs> that it did. It did, Andrew. Um, yeah. We've sort of discussed that, but I'm going to guess that Andy feels the same way as us. I would I would think so. Going That's by his track yeah. record. Definitely um, missing the noise, like, wasn't it? Oh, yes, 100%. Oh. Um, he also forgot Anakam Automotive, Ross. Actually, happy birthday, Ross. It's Ross's birthday today. He says, seen that on Facebook earlier, any plans for a drive out? M3 is back and super healthy. Keep slaying y'all. He got his uh, M3 back from Calm Highland there. Oh, so okay. it had been down, I think we had posted this on the forum so I can talk about it, but it had been down in compression between a couple of cylinders. Right. And he says it was like very, very small blow in the head gasket that you could barely notice kind of thing. It yeah. just started running slightly rough. Um. He says it always, it turns out then, I think the timing was slightly out as well. Right. I think. Not, but whatever it was, when he gave the car to Column, he was like, you know, 
the it's a really nice running car. Colm took it for a scalp and was like, it's running like a shitbox. No, it's not. <laughs> and he says, if you think that was good, yeah. you see when you get it back. And like, you know Colm Lee and I know him too. Like, yeah, he's a man. No better man. Colm's a man. Like. He is the guy for it. And when Ross got it back, he posted on RMS that he was absolutely over the moon with it. Like, it's just a totally different car. What M3 is it? It's the Dakar Yellow E46. Oh yes, yeah, yes, very nice car, really yeah, nice car. Yeah, yeah. He put a short ratio def as well into it too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as for plans out, I don't think we have anything planned or for drives out. Sorry, we don't think no. we have anything planned. It didn't need to be soon. Yeah, because your car's Cause the jet coming off the road again. <laughs> uh, you drive it all winter, so you would. But it's just the fact no, that it's get to. pulled apart. Um, Nigel and Rob need to get another driven run. Sort something organized. Out, yeah. Um, but yes, unfortunately not, Ross, but if there's anything happening you're in, give us a shout. I just want to say, while we're talking about Ross, shout out to Ross, um, because I ordered some stuff off him just before we went to CleanFest, and I forgot to mention it on the podcast. That's right, actually, yeah. To say, well, we all know his stuff's great, yeah, it goes without saying, but uh, he always puts a wee note in, yeah. in the box and stuff, and it's touch. really nice. Um, <laughs> quick delivery. You know, I wanted to use great gla- products. We used the glass cleaner, the hydrophobic glass cleaner. Oh yeah, yeah, it was really good, really good. Because we were coming past Glasgow in the rain, and it was just like sheeting off. Aye. Um. Yeah. So yeah, check out Anakam. Uh, that's if you them. if you haven't already. <laughs> I feel like I've seen you using that in there, Anakam Clearview. Yes. On the house. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> oh, percent. Yeah. My yeah. mum and dad have used that for years. Have they? Yeah. It is have the we? best stuff for Anakin. cleaning windows and mirrors. That you'll ever use. But I guess if Lee and I can clean glass with it, anyone can. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, Marie.d91 again. He says, Anyone got any? Oh, this is a short point. Anyone got any Blink 182 tickets they'd like to sell me, please? No. No, we don't. But if you are selling some, hit up me and Connor as well. Yeah, so basically, if you have any for Declan, let us know and we'll pass the information of on. Of course, mm-hmm. as long as there's more than two. Yes. <laughs> if there's only one, we'll pass it on. <laughs> Uh, FF Metalworks don't think I'll financially recover from the Gladiator I would say I'm not very jealous of that, that it's, thing. Such a it's cool so lot. cool <sighs> love a Gladiator he priced portal axles for it the other day for lifting it oh 20 grand oh yes well so, good old, machining big fella I was going to say <laughs> you old mall crawler go anywhere now uh, Lorca Martin 90 if you could import any Volkswagen model that was never sold here, what would it be and why? GLI Jettas. That's a yeah, as in the like the modern one? ones, uh, modern like Mark VI. modern right back to Mark twos. That's right. Yeah, that's because a good we shot. did get GTI Jettas, but they weren't the spec. That, no, that a GLI was same with like we never got a we got a VR six Fendo, but they were. Like hen's teeth. And they were nothing really special. No, they weren't. Same with Boras. You got a, a snazzy Bora, but... Aye, what if I, I have the pinnacle of the Boras, and it's nothing even it, really that... The stand look at it, it looks like a Bora. Where a GLI Jetta Mark IV is a really nice car. Yeah. All the nice chrome trim and... The lip kits and stuff. Yeah, all the bits and pieces. That's a good shout. Much better than mine. What was yours? I had the SP2 from Brazil. Saviero? No... The oh, SP- the SP2. The Aircool sports car. The one that car. looks like a sad yeah. Corrado. It looks like a sad Corrado, yes. <laughs> sad <laughs> cool Corrado. Way, a sad Corrado. <laughs> That's what it does look like. Oh. Crisado. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Aircool guy, as you know, but there's something really cool about those. I remember one appearing in, in PB Lovely. It was like slammed over like magnesium BPSs. And I was like, fuck, they're cool. Where are they from? Brazil. I thought to myself, oh, those are cheap. 20 grand. 
before you export it. Really? Yeah. Ooh. No thanks. But they're it's just the lines of them. They're, yeah, they're it's totally like, like... it's totally different for Volkswagen, and it's totally different as well. The fact that it's based on air cooled, you know, it's just yeah, they're weird. Like if you rolled into like a local town one, no one's going to know what it is. No, I can probably guess usually. Saviero. Oh, Saviero, the pickup. Yeah, another Brazilian. Or an Atlas. There uh, you go. Uh, That's a three point six Atlas. Or a Grumman. I know it's not strictly oh. a Volkswagen, but it is kind of. Yeah, the yeah. Coupe fans. Yeah, I would be up on that. That would be cool. Yeah. We could on that. All the commercials. That's we what could. I want. Yeah. All the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah, good point. Um our good friend. Le- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, well, they didn't get Kelly, so no, no. No, that's the old chicken <laughs> packs kicking in. Uh Chris Moron with two R's. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Purpose. So am I, but he knows. He he likes the abuse. Uh, he says, sorry guys, I'm being greedy and I have two questions. As the face is dead, it's had me thinking, how the hell do kids these days get insured on Fiesta STs? It was two grand for me to get insured on a diesel McGann, for fuck's sake. And that was from the nutters at Quinn Direct. Now, I started life with Quinn Insurance, did you guys? No. No, I was Hughes so, for my first... Quinn, for those who don't know and are unaware, <laughs> yeah. um, had a great legal loophole where in this country now, if you want to drive someone else's car and you have a third party extension, that car can't be owned by you and has to be insured by the other person. Mm-hmm. Quinn Direct had it that it had to be in someone else's name, but it didn't need to be insured. So you could just drive it. Yeah. So uh, we had people driving or insuring at 19, insuring one point three mark ii golfs that i definitely didn't own uh <laughs> and then bought an r33 skyline and drove that and stuck it in their mum and dad's name yes i remember this yeah. Yeah, so there was yeah, a lot yeah. of that going on yeah. um but yeah like even my insurance on the corsa then on a one liter corsa was two thousand pounds or maybe two two actually yeah um i don't know how you kids insure things now they're all they all of these gps tracker boxes they're ridiculous because, i was i have no license yeah i know a girl she was on our plates and kept the car. Mark Six Golf TDI, real nice thing. Lowered wheels, just the usual nice tidy car. She was out one day washing the car at the front of the house, and you know had the phone sitting in because it, it tracks between your your phone and this tracker box. I ah, uses so, like the GPS so, in it. So if the phone's on, it links to that, and then it's right there driving the car basically. Mm. And she left the phone sitting in the car with music playing, and her dad walked out to the front doors, going to the shop, and just ah, fuck this. Jumped into the car, took it for a scalp down, down to the local shop, and back. And whenever I came back, her driver score dropped from like eighty to fifty or something. Oh no! <laughs> and then the year they wouldn't renew her insurance policy until she paid an extra premium. So at the end of the year, they they hit her with another six hundred pounds of a bill. Yeah, so it's like they they charge you after the fact yeah, yeah. Of, of how you've been yeah. driving so, yeah like so your your insurance premium is 1500 quid for the year and then as long as you drive like a normal sensible robot you can get you know you can drive you know we'll, we'll not charge anymore but do you think like that goes into like harsh braking and swerving and stuff if someone pulls out on you you know that kind of thing sometimes you do have to take a face of action yeah and then next thing you're getting charged for it yeah no, I, I don't know. I feel sorry for young ones, and it's that age-old thing we say about like young people 
not getting into cars now, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. And that's just kind unless, of Unless they do spend the three grand in the back on finance. Well, there is. But I just, just pay it off monthly. That's a lot of money, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I wouldn't want to spend three grand now on insurance, never mind at that age. Yeah. That cause the mine has that VSTST. I think he's paying 2,300 quid a year for insurance. And he's driving <clears throat> three years. Aye, three you know, years of yeah, that. He got his test every eighteen. Yeah, that's the perks of getting older, like isn't it? I know. <laughs> one of the few. <laughs> one Kids. of the very few. <laughs> um, Chris, the second question then is: Bang per buck, what's the best mod you've done? I'm torn between the remap or the CarPlay install in the E ninety or sorry E sixty one, as it brought the car up to date and made it a nice place to do big miles in. Remap. Remap. Yep. What do you get, out? Uh, I had the Fabia mapped. Oh, that's right. Fabia VRS. Was fucking, I think it was a rocket ship. We talked monster. I know. I've done 60 miles a gallon. Couldn't be battled. Where did they all go? Probably Rudolph. What? Fabia's? Yeah. Um, yeah. They all went to West Belfast. Then after that, they all got Rudolph. Shout out to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lee? The Top Mount Razors in the Jetta. Best mod I've ever done. I full stop. Never mind mm-hmm. buying for Buck. Yeah. I would yeah, that's... It just allowed you to have suspension travel, which, especially when you get to our age... It's pretty good. ...is invaluable, mm-hmm. I have yeah. to say. Yep. And if you get pulled over, you have nothing to worry about. Yep. And it makes life just a lot easier doing a five... shaking itself to death, and you know what I mean? It's, yeah. just, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, no, they're good. Shout out as well to Johnny Blur, his Mark one. We were chatting to him at the DC show, mm-hmm. and he has the green... Mark II from the Attention Seekers. Yes. Oh, so yeah. he has a Lassa Green Mark One. Yeah. And he had just put, he put some, I think it was like a BCs or something into it. And he was saying about how stiff they were. And like it was really, like the front end was like really, really harsh. Yeah. And we had pointed out Lee's top mounts, bought a set, put them in, in the day and night. Yeah. 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 So For 150 quid or whatever they are. Like they're, I think delivered, they're just over 200 quid because it's extra delivery to here, you know, because it's like the other side of the world. Well, yeah. Uh, that yeah, big yeah. expensive stretch of water. Yep. But no, definitely like really, really good mods. Yeah. I don't really have good bang for buck. Like, I did mirror. A £250 VR6 conversion, sir. Well, I think that's your best one. That is, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because even putting that you can go in. Go scare cyclists, it's great. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that thing stood me 300 quid by the time we got it in because it had to put a clutch master cylinder into it. And get an exhaust welded. Sorry, that was 70 quid, so under 400 quid yeah. for a full VR swap. Yeah, it was just two weeks of pure torture. For you. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that yeah that transformed that car, to be fair. And like, yeah. you wouldn't get that now. No, like, you would start to finish in for 400 quid. No. And it sounded so good. But it sounded better than Chris's Apple CarPlay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Uh, another one then from Gethin Evans. Gethin has a weird one, which made me laugh. He says, uh, just because I can never think of a question when you guys ask, I thought I'd give one up front. He had sent this in separately. He says, how do you read Northern Ireland registrations, specifically the numbers? For example, NFZ4710. Do you pronounce it 4710 or 4710 or a two-digit like VAW32 is a 32 or 32? So I, it's not something, he says, totally random thought for the day as he's sitting in traffic. Yeah. It's not something I ever thought of. If it's a law, if it's four digits, I would say them individually. But if it's a 
two digit, I would say 32. I wouldn't say 32, but I would say, so like the Nova registration that I always know off the top of my head is LDZ7437. Uh-huh. So I don't say 7437. But if it was LDZ74, I would say 74. Well, what I worked out was if it's a four digit reds, I set in two pairs. Yeah. If it's a two digit reds, I set in a pair. But if it's a three digit, I line out the three numbers individually. Yeah. And I know how Gethin says it. What does he say? He says it in two different, you know. A big Lauren accent? Aye, well, I don't know why. A John Deere. So he's standing on, jo- uh, she's a John Deere 6930. Ah, uh, yes. That's. He would say it the way I that's, would. Then. That's the way he says it. Interesting. Oh, sorry, I said. Maybe there country people say it that way. Possibly. There you go. There we go. Fogel underscore rally 26 or 26. Let us know, Gethin. <laughs> uh, any info or pointers as to what to clean a wrapped car with, please? And thanks. I'm not the guy to ask that, but no. I'm going to give you the unprofessional advice and say probably anything because it's wrapped. You'll probably clean it with the airbrush. Very liquid on a sponge. Great job. Um, <laughs> if you're worried about it, uh, something that's like, what's the proper detail in term, but like you're not touching it as much, you know. Is there wrap specific car wash stuff? Possibly. Do you know who I, to I, ask? I Do you know who know. to ask? Who? Ross at Anakam. Yes. Ah, yes. Drop my message. There you go. Or Robin or, you know, detailers. They probably know. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those guys should be able to help you out. I am not the car, car cleaning guy. No. Uh, he <laughs> no. also says, what does that feed? Looks so unhealthy. I wanted. That was the Eddie uh, Yeah. So you have until the 6th of November to get that. Yep. James uh, Smith VR6. Best way to get more power from a VR6 Mark III Golf without putting a turbo or a supercharger on it? And I'm going to say there's not. I was going to say, you're not going to get big bang for your buck, like, no matter what you no. do. The, what do you get with cams and some other mods about 220, 230? If that, yeah. If that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're into your traditional NA type tuning, you know, yeah. head work. They don't like to rev very high. Can you put a 24 valve? head gasket on or something that There's, drops the compression a wee bit? No, it's a Mark IV Mark IV Golf 12 valve US uh, steel head gasket slightly thinner so it raises the compression right, by like, okay. and there's like 0.5 or something. The exhaust manifolds are a big thing. You can port polish them those out. out. Um, port matching. And there's an intake temperature sensor you can throw on for an extra couple of horsepower. Yes, you can put uh, if you Google all this you'll find it. Yeah. You put a 20 valve turbo intake temperature sensor on it it's yeah. less prone to heat soak um, um and, uh, if you can find one the 2.9 corrado intake yeah. manifold and which is a big thing for them but the cams it's all traditional breathing mods really it is there's nothing much you can do if you've nothing an, much you can do really without if you have an open bucks. filter on to get rid of it you know something's not heat soaking if you really do one power like i have an open one in mine because it looks nice and fits yep. the style of it but makes noises it makes nice noises but yeah try and keep heat away from them because they are just a big giant heat pump as much as i love them <laughs> i'm the better sa- out myself the, the sound good <laughs> but they don't make good power really that's like. it. <laughs> uh yeah that's probably the height of it you're not really going to get that much of it as yeah. a single mod cams is probably your best bet yeah. but you're into Six, seven hundred quid for the cams alone. Yeah, and then fitting them. Yep. Probably five or six hundred quid to fit them because you're going to have to probably. And do your, your, your chains when you're there if and you then want to. And engines out. Know. And then. Well, gearbox, but it depends who's doing it, you know. 
It's a lot well, of well, if you're going to do chains, yeah. Well, you can you can do them by pulling the box out and leaving the engine in, but I wouldn't fancy it. No, it's I don't have the facilities for that. Yep. No thanks. Uh, EF underscore Pierce sat here in front of the Civic with the engine out. Still no clear plan what to do over the winter. That's Pierce with the wee EF the sticker uh, up yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, he's having a fun time with. I think it's K tuned on their uh, part alternator brackets. I think it's K tuned. It might not be. If why, it's not, why, what's wrong? Wh- whoever supplies these alternator brackets, they're breaking around one of the bolts. Oh yeah, that's and, a Clio thing too. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's the age old thing of oh you're over tension and that and blah 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 and it's like he's just come back and forward and then you do a Google and it's been going on from 2013. And they're more or less telling you to. Fuck go, off. Go fuck. Yep. What, do you, what do you call that guy that was doing wishbone for Mark 1s? Oh, yeah. I the, And they kept binding up Mark 2s and Mark 3s yeah. and everything, yeah. Uh, there's a crowd PMS who are big Clio tuners. Uh-huh. Again, they have an alternator bracket set up, and that's the one that I have. That's right. Coincidentally, yeah. that just snaps in two. Nice. Like that just fatigues over time and just goes. So they did release a, some sort of a updated version, but it's 400 quid. I'd rather that broke than my, uh, my suspension arm. Mm. Definitely. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, you don't know where the alternator is buried. <laughs> no. I'd rather have my arm broke. Could be in your head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack underscore slow up. What's the best car advert that comes to mind? Personal favourite for me is the old Peugeot one for the 206 with the elephant. The guy, yes, the Indian yes, guy gets brilliant. the elephant to sit on the old car and like shapes it into a, a two or six. That's right, I love that one. Do you remember the old Volkswagen ads, the old Mark V Golf ads, where they have like the pimp my ride type car? This is the American one, is yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yes. on the like drop container out and trebuchet one of them, and then the the, the wheel in the Mark V GTI. Oh, that was there was a name for that whole like series of adverts. And the guy's like, oh, VW. Yeah, that's so cringy, but it's so funny. (laughs) I like the Nova one where it was doing the wee, like, obstacle course, like a wee skate park kind of course. For the Nova? Yeah, it was a Nova, wasn't it? Are you thinking of the Corsa? Maybe it was a Corsa. Ah, yeah, it goes up. Should have been a Nova. That's a Nova inspired. The best advertisements, not for cars, but for vehicles, is the Volvo trucks ones. Where they're like... You were saying that, yeah. I was... I was watching them today because I put it in my mind. I was reading that question earlier on. There's one of them where they screw like a hamster wheel to the steering wheel of a lorry. Put the hamster in. And the guy's like like this here with a carrot, like wa- like waving it in front of the hamster. Uh-huh. And it's to show how light the steering is in the lorry. Uh-huh. And they sit, put them in the bottom of a quarry, and say, right, like steer your way up out of this quarry. And he's like running about, like like moving this carrot back and forth across the steering wheel. And the hamster's like running around, nearly puts it off the side of a fucking cliff and everything. Brilliant. <laughs> And then the Van Damme splits between the two lorries. Have you I've seen, seen that, that one? one, yeah. Go on the Volvo's YouTube channel, Volvo Truck YouTube channel, and watch them. They are fantastic. Trucker Talk with Stephen Clark. Thank you. That's my new <laughs> podcast, everybody. Uh, yeah, there's been some good ones over the years. The Fabia Cake one, it was good. Yeah. It actually was very good, yeah. And have you seen the VRS one? Release the VRS. I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty good too. It's sort of like the same thing. Like the guy comes walking in with like the jelly tail light, mm-hmm. and it's just like the VRS ones where they're like, uh, one guy's like headbutton like the window apertures out of the fucking doors and punching <laughs> the door handle recesses in, and they're like the pour like the oil into the engine. It's just like a big pile of snacks and comes like hissing at them and all. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pity now when you think back to what 
car adverts were years ago when you can't now there's like you can't yeah infer speed and all this kind of thing like or else the pump in fake noise oh, so they do that with the real cars never yeah. mind the adverts yeah uh donners underscore db daily shout out db daily's guys he says vw donners hit us up with this this week the mcchicken and double cheeseburger as one thoughts on that that sounds like something i would eat in america they have all those weird combo things remember we discovered them when we were there that's right you know the way i go to mcdonald's stuff and i'm <sighs> like basically get two meals and smash it into one yeah like put the chicken select into the burger and stuff mm-hmm. that's it you can spec that over there yeah like you can order it on it's, the machine there's the land of the free home of the fat home of the non-hungry <laughs> <laughs> sorry america <laughs> <laughs> you not be allowed back next year but beaten well i won't be able to cash me run too fast yeah McChicken with a double cheeseburger, I would have thought. Yeah. It's the old... Beef and bird. Beef and bird, yeah. <laughs> Every time I see beef and bird on a menu in a restaurant, I'm like, I get that McDonald's, man. It's not fancy. <laughs> uh, speaking of America, no. I'll insult the man. Speaking of Canada, no poke, no love. He says, zero lip or wide lip? It depends on the application. Yeah. It definitely does. Yeah, yeah. Um, If I had to have one forever, definitely wide lip. Yeah, you can get away with it more. Mm. Yeah, I do like the thought of like a big bumper Mark II slammed over like really wide RSs. Yeah, yeah, big fan of that. Although with the likes of Matt's car, which was the small bumper with the zero lips, really sort of the two. Yeah, he also says a uh, poke or fender to lip. Again, I poke think it, at the back, fender to lip at the front. Yeah, I think that's the perfect combo. Yeah, yeah. I have the mark three i had arched the lip on the back and slight tuck on the front but yeah i think they do like we would a poke the cops cracked down that very hard here mm. do you remember a while back and it kind of everyone started going like bigger wheels and inboard a bit more aye yeah so they find something else to cry about pretty much yeah yeah uh, i've still never been a huge fan of tuck because i think it doesn't take a lot of style to get tuck you just go it's very felty isn't it you mm. say that until you see the work in it um as much as i give him a be smarty mim like that car there's well, a lot of yes, work to get it to, it sit, is serious. to look broken but yeah it, yeah you know <laughs> to look broken yeah that's it but i mean it, it, it functions you know <laughs> Marty. that's that's what i like but about i think it. Yeah. where you can get a car set up i'm thinking of when you have air and you can just set it down and it just sets ah. right down and it's either totally in line yeah. or just that's a skill yeah i like yeah. that millimeter perfect setup uh, Gleam Auto Valentin. Gary says detailing a C63 AMG this weekend. Ooh, nice. Yeah, he sent a few photos into that nice. thing, and it's a seriously nice car. Yeah. Um, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> what else have we got? Adam underscore or ID underscore exclusive underscore. What winter projects are planned? Do you heat the garage or go raw? Can't heat the garage. Well, I have a. Silly, you know, the infrared yeah, heater things. The that's a really one. good heater. Fantastic job. I it, need to invest in one of those. It's thirsty, but it works. I want one of those big, like the big sun lamps. Like the gas powered ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Winter projects. What are those? They're, they're like a big, probably like a big halogen lamp. They're really like bright, but they're oh, huge. Like, yeah, that's so why I call them the sun, because they look like the sun. They're like yeah. a big disc. And it's a bit like your one. Only bigger. New way yours is like, yeah, it's a lot bigger than yours, but it's a lot shallower. 
So oh, it's right, like okay. it heats the plate and radiates out right. rather than blasting a flame. It looks like a big fan, but it's not a yeah. fan. It's just a... Yeah. And they run on like propane <laughs> type setup. So right, they're really okay. quiet. Oh, they're they're a good job. Yeah, yeah, to be honest with you, sometimes when it's that cold, you have anything, you could light a fire in the corner. Maybe we burn her on the go in the corner. Like. I've noticed our new guards is definitely chilly. Chilly at times, like, but yeah. and I, I will be out there soon, but well, we'll see how it goes. Work hard enough and not fail it. Okay. Um, winter <laughs> well, projects, I'm probably not going to get touched on anything that I own, but your Carly will get hit heavily. The Jetta we talked about, gearbox and mm-hmm. engine bay stuff, and get it ready for next year which should be fun you need to do one of your cars i haven't time i have a lot of i want to but i'll i'll get to it you won't though do one of yours no but you need you need a gearbox i know i'll do that yeah but you're going to be stranded i have the sepoib the sepoib doesn't help you when you're in scotland broke down the jetta (laughs) i'll be fine pick one of yours we'll get it done i will we'll see uh what else what have you got you've the the cleo you're working on yeah, uh, Cleo's going to get painted. I'll get the Jetta back and maybe throw it on a spit if I can ever get my spit back. Share it to Potty. Share it to Potty. <laughs> Do some work. Um, and I don't know, maybe if I get time, I think time's always the killer. Like, if I get time, I'll be taking a look at the, the green mark. It needs complete, a full rebush job. So, but if it's there, just doing it. Aye. You know, so we'll see. Uh, Another one from Adam. He says, "What's the go-to Irish beer? Beer, i.e., not a stout. I do like like good stout." Mm. I can't answer because I drink cider, so it doesn't count. No, <laughs> Irish beer, Smittics. Is that not a stout? That's an eel. Is it? No, mm. oh, it's a beer. It's not a stout. Yeah. Are there that many Irish beers? Yeah. Are there harp? Ooh. Oh, oh no, God. definitely not. Vomitus. Um, <laughs> there's five lamps have you heard five lamps no five lamps it's like a Dublin thing quite new actually there's a lot of that like and craft breweries microbrewery yeah. what's that one you were drinking last night the Castle Wellen one yeah water white water white it's actually water, quite white nice white water brewery yeah it's pretty good it's Hellas beer it's pretty, pretty good for your standard like commercial I would call it you know off the shelf type one yeah. I would definitely go with uh, I do like a good Smuttocks yeah well as close as you can get to Guinness yeah. without being Guinness. Nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lovely soup. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, funny, you were just saying there about with the Jetta, you know, having the motivation and trying to get the time. Yeah. Junior's Restorations, aka S14 OCP, aka Simon. He says, oh. not up to much. It's annoying when you have the motivation, but finding the time is hard, which is is always the killer yep yeah it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword some people are the one way the some people are the other way i find you have to just literally right book a day i make like, the time schedule your time and book a day and say right saturday i'm going to do the. i'm, I'm going to the garage i'll do something uh yeah that was something come up a lot in the last podcast what people mentioning too was like a mixture of time and motivation just yeah. as a sap at the minute yeah uh another one from simon he says what's the story behind the shower pictures uh, one's for me. That only fans are. Uh, it's a very <laughs> specific only fans. So the backstory to this is uh, Paul McGrath, another listener, was recently on the, one of the revival podcasts. Yeah. Topics under the stars, talking about his process for immigration and stuff. Did you listen to it? No, I didn't know. So there was a question I had sent in saying, "When's Paul going to return a shower picture?" 
<laughs> and basically told the story of how when we first got chatting at the start and then I don't know what I had the phone sitting on the windowsill beside the shower and I seen it lifted it and replied to him something like oh I'm in the shower I'll message you back and he replied saying no you're not so I sent him like a shower selfie basically of me naked in the shower uh was it tackle was not out <laughs> <laughs> right okay the good stuff was glad we clarified that yes uh, I won't put it past you so even if it was he'd had to have a good look you know I will try and see where it is try and find it um, but yes, that's the, the shower picture story. Uh, just the sensible life that I live. I read that question, but I was like, what the fuck's that about? <laughs> There's no no one, like, is there? <laughs> um, what have we got? J. Rice 283 is what have we got. Progress on any on both your guards. I assume that's for Nigel with his guards bullet. Um, I think he's in the process of things marching on. Yeah. Uh, any suggestions on guards floor paint slash surface? Depends on the surface, doesn't it? Yeah, like we um, have ours power floated, which yeah. is unbelievable for brushing up. Like when you're grinding, all that wee dust gets yeah. everywhere. Our old floor was an absolute disaster to brush, and this, like, you can brush up perfectly. With regards to garage floor paint, if it's power floated, don't buy like the forty quid no. stuff out of B and Q because if you're driving back and forth across, it'll just flake up. It'll stick to the tires and come off. Something good, like in a good epoxy. And it needs acidettes and stuff beforehand. Or or ground. Yeah. If you have oil spilled on it, it all needs ground out of it and stuff. It's I would be inclined to say that I would either leave it power floated mm-hmm. or spend three grand on it. You know, there's to me there's no real in between. And no. People will say, Oh, I've did this and it was two hundred quid and it's fine and that's grand. I know personally that I am sore on a floor because <laughs> I'll drag gearboxes over it, there'll be oil spills on it. Yeah. You know, it depends what you're doing with it, and I know Jack does a lot of stuff that we do with restoration and Aye. the likes of his mini and stuff, and he has a couple other golf projects, and if it's a good, flat, concrete surface, I would leave it as it is. Yeah. Um, or spend the money. Or spend the money. Yeah. Step up. Step up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's no more real progress in ours other than getting stuff into it, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Arn Noodle Hegarty, we were with Arn last weekend. He says, Serious lack of motivation to do anything these days aside from work, eat, and watch TV. And that again goes back yeah. into that. And sadly, this time of year, too, I think affects a lot of people with is it SAD, a seasonal affect disorder, you know, where winter nights close in. Yeah. Everything feels a bit shittier. Doesn't happen with the change of the clocks. No. <laughs> I Between a hangover and yeah. the clock chains, I was a bit off kilter today as well. <laughs> Don't worry, Arn. I'll come around. I, I actually will visit you at some point. I'll there you go. Beat some motivation into you. Good arms for beating. Yeah. Tell the uh, to put the, put the buns on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else have we got? Uh, Kyle underscore Finch 8989. Or again, eight nine eight nine. Yeah. Uh, says, what's a better LSD in your opinion, Wave Track or Peliquin? I've never had either. No. We had this question way, way back in the early days. I think it, it was Ronan. Yes, and it was Paul McGrath that actually answered it because he used to sell them, and he was able to talk through the differences. I'll go back and see the information and drop it to you, Kyle. If I don't, message me and I'll get on it again. All right. Because okay. there is differences in the way they're set up. Yeah, and how they operate, and that's you know what's better for what kind of thing. Aye. So Paul had gave me a really good explanation about it. I was like, oh, happy days. Yeah. One of them was quaff as well. Was in quaff the mix, was other option too. Yeah. yeah, I have a quaff for the Mark Three, but I've never filled it. Still in the box, but 
Like you should put a death in the Jedi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do that. And calms. Well, she rebuilt the gearbox, are you not? So it's the perfect time. Well, oh, that's practic- while you're in there. You'd be practically losing money. Oh, jeez. Not well, you're definitely. right. That was the other thing she said last weekend. She was like, ah, cams would be nice and that. Oh, God. <laughs> Drivability. Cams do, you may as well, why not? While you're in there. While you're in there, sure. Uh, yes, and lastly, wrapping up this extremely long episode is darnc.m2comp underscore. Is the car scene truly dead over winter? Yeah. I think on the face of it, yes. I don't yeah. think so. It's And here's what I'm going to say. Because the scene is also building the cars, hanging out with your friends in the garage. Yes. That's all part of the scene, part of the community. So yes. it, we're just in hibernation mode, but we're not dead. We're slipping into soup mode. <laughs> soup mode. <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> There's like the Saturday morning, Sunday morning cars and coffee and stuff like that there. Which does and those are things. I think GTA and I Nights was a thing a couple of years ago. I think COVID maybe put paid to that because we couldn't do it. But Yeah. And there's also a lot of... Doing like, something like that again would be the, good. The morning meets, you'll get a lot of people turn up in like daily drivers and stuff. And they're just out to socialize and have a bit of fun. So yeah. it seems it is still going on. And as Lee says, behind the scenes in the garages is where it's at. Next week we're all going to have a big meet at Eddie Rockets. <laughs> bring your Volkswagen keys. If you don't have Volkswagen keys, I'll bring all my Volkswagen keys. <laughs> keys for everyone. <laughs> we'll raid the joint. There you go. Really good podcast given back. Bankrupt in Eddie Rockets on Volkswagen. Yep. <laughs> we should do like a, a different night at each one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really hammered. I don't think our show's going to fucking take No. <laughs> well, give it a good go, though. <laughs> Well, on that rather disgusting note, <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up. We're off to watch the F1. Yeah. So, uh, as always, folks, thank you very much for the questions and for the lessons and the interaction with us all, because it it's really good fun. And, like, you can see there, the last hour has been mainly questions, and that's the part I love, and there's some absolutely random cracker ones. If you want to interact with us, you probably do already follow us on Facebook and Instagram, but it's just simply at Relo Podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can head us up on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Relo Pod. Donate whatever you want, no matter how big or small it is. We'll accept it all and it all gets rolled back into making better episodes for you guys. Individually, you can find us at Maxwell House 46, at FatmanW201, and at Connor McCann. And we'll have Nigel back on for his scheduled slot next week. Next two weeks. I can go back. I can hibernate for the week. You can go back to your truck, Stefan. Yep, good. good <laughs> Stefan, thank you very much for coming on again. It's been good fun. No bother. Great to have you. Didn't think I'd see you again as soon. No, neither did I. To be honest thank with you. Nigel for that one. There you go. <laughs> Folks, thank you very much as always. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.